Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined with reoccurring guests. I, I want to say this is the third time they've been on the podcast. We've got uh, both parts of the JJ Talks podcast, Jonah and Josh. What's up, guys? Hey, Jesse. It's been a while. Yeah, good to be back. <laughs> I'm very happy you guys are back. I'm very happy. It's been a little yeah, bit since I've had we love uh, coming on your pod. I, I, I really I really do. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, it's the best way to get people to listen is if they're on my podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're just gonna run through these games, right, boys? We'll just take them, we'll destroy them, get all the predictions right, and make people a lot of money, right? Yeah, let's let's try to. <laughs> Jonah has had do. a really good a uh, good week last week. I've been kind of struggling the past two or three weeks. Oh yeah, Would yeah. You, uh, yeah, we're good against the spread too. Yeah, I got uh, I only got two yeah. wrong, I believe. Holy shit, man! I don't think I've ever had a week like that. Yeah, this is the best week I've had since. I remember, uh, I think it was three years ago, the first year we did picks when I did it with Josh, I had one week, I went 16-0, and and I only missed a spread Holy once. Shit. I've never gotten anywhere close to that since. Oh my god, that is monstrous, that's awesome. I thought I was doing good with my like my money line shit, but man, that like blows me out of the water. I, I was like 5-9 and nine last week, We, I feel like there was a lot of, um, maybe not a lot of backdoor covers, but a lot of like, plus a lot of points. Right, that like covered, or am mm-hmm. I wrong? Yeah, that's good shit. I, I'm usually very hesitant to take like above like eight or nine for the or, like minus whatever like that, but I did it last week and it didn't work out. So, what, what, what was it on? I oh, God, I don't remember. Oh, I can look back. I just, I know, I'm pretty sure I went. Maybe it was six and nine or five and nine last week. It wasn't good. Oh no, I guess the, I guess I didn't count the Pittsburgh game yet because I got that. I think wrong. So I guess I was 10, <laughs> 6 and 10. Oh my God. I got to put that in. Cause what well, I don't think that, I don't remember what the line was going. I think it was like 10 and a half and they definitely didn't cover. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks to those receivers. Yeah. That Marquise Brown play was, uh, was not fun. Fucking trace McSwally or Marquise Brown. I mean, if you called that good for you, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, God, I can't find it. I just did not, did not play well, but, um, anyway, let's get into these predictions. Cause I know this podcast is going to take 10 hours cause we're going to have great conversation. Um, the first game I've got on the slate is the New Orleans Atlanta game. Best game of the week. I've got New Orleans straight up and, uh, New Orleans minus two and a half. But I will say I did, I have really liked how well Atlanta's defense has been playing the past two weeks. So, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling, feeling like this might be a switch. Well, how do you guys feel? The Atlanta fans here. Uh, well, Julio got ruled out, so now I'm, like, immediately thinking, mm-hmm. all right, well, Matt Ryan's going to have a trash game right here. I mean, Calvin's been battling injury the, for, like, the past, what, three or four weeks ever since the Carolina game, and whenever Julio hasn't been playing, uh, Matt Ryan just has, like, a really trash game. Uh, it, it it was, like, a great defensive effort uh, last week. That was probably the only one I've actually been happy of or proud of because, I mean, we've seen from Carolina that kind of been, you know, faulting lately. And then uh, with the, the Denver game, and we we obviously did the Falcons there and almost lost that in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And last week was like the, actually the only true one I've been like, you know what? That defensive effort, that was great because Josh Jacobs stopping him, that's a pretty great effort. And Derek Carr has been pretty good this year, and we already saw what he did to you know better defenses. So sure. honestly, was really shocked. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think Derek Carr's a Pro Bowl quarterback, so um, doing that to him is pretty impressive. Well, we had like the what Deion Jones interception return for a touchdown. Ricardo Allen played pretty well. You know, it's a lot of those older guys or guys who were good a few years ago who were stepping up last week a lot. I thought, um, which makes me hopeful for the future. I think they've got a pretty good D line too. They were stuffing the run a lot, right? Um, yeah, no, maybe. Yep, yeah, something yeah. like that. Hey, yeah, good. <laughs> I mean, it has been just kind of like hit and miss, you know. I mean. The, the Falcons offense, you know, kind of forces you to, to pass it if you happen to get behind. So you know, that can cover, you know, for having to defend a, a run game if there was one. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, they weren't able to establish one. I, I just kind of think that we're going to be looking more of the same since Julio is out. And I honestly just have the Saints taking it like 28 to 20. 28-20. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I think the Saints are a pretty complete team. Um, I, I will I will definitely say that. I'm I, – I, don't think Taysom Hill's that good. Um, I'm curious what you guys, how you guys feel about Taysom Hill, because I think he's probably the biggest factor in this game, right? Yeah, big facts. Yeah, I, I think he's, you know, no, nah, I'm not. I don't really think he's that good either, to be honest. But like, I think just the way that he, like Sean Payton, more schemes him up, uh, like, is more the reason he's had success to this point. And like even honestly, when the Falcons faced the Saints the first time, I thought defensively they played pretty decently. I mean, it's not like they let them score 34, 35 points. It's just the offense only scored nine. So I think that's kind of a similar thing is going to happen. I think they're going to be able to score enough. And given that Julio's not there, I just don't think the Falcons are going to be able to score. Like it's one thing to score a bunch on the Raiders defense. This is the Saints a much better defense, much better overall team. So I think it's going to be the offense more hampering them than the defense. But yeah, I, I mean, Taysom Hill is kind of what I expected. He's going to throw like 10, 15 passes. He's going to run a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, very true. I, I think that's probably accurate. I just, yeah, I, I mean, we, I mean, what we saw them, they played Atlanta two weeks ago. Was it two or three weeks ago? I forget. Yeah. Now. Two, weeks two weeks ago. ago. Right? And then they just beat up the uh, like Denver last week, who didn't have a quarterback. I think Cam Jordan was twice the size of their quarterback last week, so kind of hard to read into. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't feel very good about him. I feel pretty good about Matt Ryan, but definitely Julio is a huge impact. I mean, we saw that last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess the biggest. So okay, we think we got we both we all on Atlanta. Uh, I'm sorry, we all on New Orleans and New Orleans two and a half, right? Or is that yeah. inaccurate? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so I guess talking about fantasy stuff, it's the most important thing what we're here for, well, most of the time, part of the time. Um, but, I mean, I guess the biggest question is, and you guys put me on him in the offseason, is Russell Gage. How are we feeling about him this week? No Julio. I think that's a big deal. I mean, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a big deal in that, um, I mean, Julio and, and uh, when Julio and um, the other receiver, Calvin Ridley, um, are on the field. I think Gage does better normally. Uh, I, I think that's accurate, right? So I feel like even if he gets... Yeah, that's what it seems like. Right? It, it, and it's weird because I want him to step up and be like, hey, you have this role. Why don't you go out there and actually do well? Um, but I feel like I'm a lot more skeptical to start him when uh, when there's no Julio or Calvin taking off the good you know, cornerbacks and stuff, right? Yeah, and I think the issue is like Russell Gage to this point, he is a fantastic like, wide receiver three. And like mm-hmm. that's his role. But when he has to elevate that to wide receiver two ish role, it's like he's facing the better corners and he's not exactly his skill set doesn't get used as well. And the other issue that I think coming into this one is not only is Julio probably not going to play, but Alameda Zacchaeus, who's been kind of their mm-hmm. deep threat, he also got put on IR. So now mm. it's looking like it'll be Calvin, Gage, and then maybe Brandon Powell, our returner. And then I think they're bringing up Laquan Treadwell 
from the practice squad. So eh, it's just not <laughs> oh, looking no. pretty for the receiving core. Oof. That is true. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, how do you say his name? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Okay, I gotcha. My bad. <laughs> the, the wrong one. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he seems like he was uh definitely, you know, looking a, a little bit better, right? Like okay as a as a receiver, right? Before yeah, this I mean, all? He, yeah, I mean, given like Julio's been kind of hurt for a while, I think like the first game Julio got hurt, he had like eight catches for eighty something yards. He's been a really nice deep threat. But now like he's hurt. He was actually one like in the Raiders game. He had like Matt Ryan threw like a perfect pass in the back of the end zone and he dropped it. And then all of a sudden he was put on IR for a toe injury. So I don't know how legit that injury is, but he's on IR. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Wait, is, is it the short-term IR or is it the, is it the one? Um, I feel like I can't even tell. Yeah, right? I mean, well, given it's week 13, I mean, mm-hmm. at, at this point, he'd yeah. have to be on there for three weeks. So he'd mm-hmm. only be back by like week 17. So I don't know if he's going to play again. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Also for fantasy, no one should play week 17. So that's, that's very right. fair too. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so I guess I'm trying to think on Atlanta. Gurley is supposed to be back this week. Is that correct? Right? He or is that didn't, not wrong? He did not practice not today. Mm-hmm, so I'm that. not sure. Mm, so probably not. How are we feeling rolling with? I think Hill's the guy to roll with otherwise, right? Yeah, because uh, if we saw last week, you know, whenever he was out, he was the, the starting back for most of the game. But, you know, when it, whenever it came out of reach, that's when we saw some more Edo Smith. So um, I, I definitely wanted to see you know in this game at all to be honest especially if we're expecting the, the saints to be ahead most of this game so yeah full-on brian hill this week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um I, I i think that's pretty accurate i think i think we're good on that um so i just i mean I, i'm thinking that atlanta i feel like atlanta's defense on paper really isn't that bad um i think we saw a lot of like you know early cornerback early secondary struggles that maybe i don't know new new coach has maybe figured out a little bit of something Maybe these guys are just getting back into it for whatever reason. Also, we've seen Atlanta the past three years be way better in the second half than they were in the first half of the season. Um, does it make you want to, you know, the past two weeks or the past week, make you not want to start Taysom Hill? Or are you feeling okay, Taysom Hill, because he's got that running floor, which seems pretty good. It seems like he's got that under locks for fantasy. What do you think? If a quarterback has a running floor, I'm perfectly okay with it. And he clearly harbors all the, the short yard, like goal line touchdowns from Alvin Kamara and, even Latavius Murray himself. So yeah, fully on board with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, Jonah, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't expect him to do much in the passing department, but because he does run so much, especially near the goal line. And I think they're going to be able, like I, as much as I like how the Falcons have improved defensively since Dan Quinn got fired and Raheem Morris became the interim, they've still like, you can at least move the ball on them. And I think they're going to find ways to get Taysom Hill near the end zone. And even if he only throws for like 110 passing yards, there's a good chance he'll get two rushing touchdowns. So yeah, I'd still feel safe starting him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I do. I do think that the, the, the running back floor for or the running floor is also very good, but um, I just, I mean, I don't think he's, worse than cam newton but i think cam newton is the one exception to that that i don't necessarily follow all the time because <laughs> yeah. he's just so yeah. bad with the ball he's just so bad throwing the ball it's insane um but yeah i think Jason hill is probably an okay start he's a little bit lower in my rankings than i think the most he's like around like 15 or 14 ish because i don't know I, i'm liking what i see from atlanta's defense and i think this is a trend that will continue um but what do you think about the whole time situation what two weeks ago for for a uh, tight end situation for atlanta for uh Taysom hill Oh, when oh like the, the whole, thing? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I started him in the ESPN league in the tight end slot, so I I think um my my position on that is just 
Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad they only did that for one week and it only counted for one week because I think it would have been unfair going into the playoffs. But I, mean, I think if you held on to Taysom Hill, we all, like, you know, knew what he was. We knew he can get a shot at quarterback, right? So if you held on to him for a while, I think you deserve that one week. I think that's fine. If that went into the playoffs, though, I think, I, I think like, uh, 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 I think uh, commissioners of the league should step in and remove him from that. But otherwise, I think it's fine for, like, the one week. Does that make sense? Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, if, if there's a way you can get an edge at any point, it's your job as the, you know, essentially the coach, you know, to take advantage of that. And yeah. if it, at one point it does change, then, you know, you could, you do what you got to do. But if there's an extra edge to get a win, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and I definitely did that because I had a crappy quarterback play that week. <laughs> he was the better quarterback. So very, very happy about that. Um, but uh, is there any other fantasy things we need to talk about? Oh, uh, how do we? Kamara. How do y'all, yeah, Kamara and also Cook has been trash for the past, like, five weeks. Is Are, are we thinking about him? You know, I, I'm, I'm stashing him on a roster because I'm thinking maybe when Drew Brees comes back, he'll come back a little bit. Um, what, what, do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I just think both of them to this point, with Taysom Hill at quarterback, I feel like their value has dropped a lot. Um, I think the lack of, like, just pure passing from Taysom Hill definitely limits Cook. And as for Kamara, I almost expected maybe more short passing to Kamara with Taysom Hill just because I didn't expect much in the, you know, deep balls from him because his deep ball is horrendous. But <laughs> in terms of a short passing game, I was thinking, okay, I think Kamara could get utilized like that. But if anything, we've seen Latavius Murray use more in like more of a screen game and Kamara not use much. So, I mean, I'm probably still starting because, you know, I mean, it's Kamara. He's very gifted, very talented, and he can find ways to, you know, break up a big one or score close. But, I mean, I definitely think their value is a bit lower with Taysom Hill starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's almost like Michael Thomas yeah. in the passing game or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like that. Um, I don't know why though. Like, I don't understand why. Like Hill, like you said, doesn't have a great deep ball. He's, he's not like you know really. Like, I don't understand why they don't use Kamara. Like, why aren't they scheming him up more? Why isn't Hill looking his way? Because he's kind of like free yards like half the time. It feels like right. Like, I don't yeah, know. Honestly, he's, I mean, he's invincible. It's like. How does yeah. the defense like not know about Kamara now? I mean, like you're gonna see him; he's gonna go out left and right. I mean, someone's gotta get him right. Like, how does yeah. this always happen where he just he can just roll out to the left or right a couple yards, get a pass, and then you know he just goes up first or first down? I mean, there's nothing changing. It's just the same player. You know what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. Um, the cook thing is so crazy. Do you, do you think it's crazy for me to hold on to him for for like just a stash on the bench? It's like a little bit of a deeper bench, so I, f- I feel a little better. Do you think that's fair? Because I'm not starting. Him. The, yeah, I'm not the starting tight him. end position is kind of you know barren, this yeah. season, especially this season. So like whenever mm-hmm. Drew gets back, I mean Cook can easily be a top six, top seven tight end because the the bar for it is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think that's good for that game. Let us move on to the next one. I've got Detroit and Chicago. I've got Chicago straight up, and then I've got Chicago minus three. I don't think this game is going to be a close one. Um, I'm a big fan of Mitch over Nick Foles, uh, and Mitch is going to start this week per Adam Schefter. Um, Detroit's defense lost Danny Shelton, and they lost uh, Trufant for the year, which were, I think, their two best defensive players outside of Jimmy Collins. This Detroit team's a mess. I don't know when they're getting back uh, Kenny Galladay. If, if Chicago doesn't crush them, then this is absolutely it for Chicago. Um, but I, I don't think there's any realm where, where Detroit does it. Because, I mean, as much as I like Matt Stafford, he's got no one to throw to. And the past few weeks have definitely shown that. Um, as much as I like him, I think he's a very good quarterback. He's not got much else there. Um, and Detroit's got a pretty good offensive line. But Chicago's defense is Chicago defense. This one shouldn't be three points. It shouldn't be that close. But, again, I will acknowledge the division game. Anything can happen. 
Um, how, how do you feel about that, Josh? Well, I mean, I was kind of thinking that at some point earlier this week, but, you know, after, like, sitting on it, I've been like, the Bears just kind of just gave up in that Packers game. And uh, given all the, the controversies and the, the QB situations and stuff, I mean, some locker room things can be, like, a huge deal. And, look, I, I, I ultimately do have the Bears winning this game and covering, too. But, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the Lions did pull this out because the Bears, I mean, how do you as a player – uh, go into a game, you know, expecting, uh, even though you like, especially for your defensive players, like you obviously you, you hold a team to, uh, if you hold a team to 24 points, you know, in this day and age right now, I, I feel like you're setting yourself up for uh, not a guaranteed win, but you know, you, you're giving your offense, you know, clearly a chance, but you know, whenever you have a game where you're going with Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky, I mean, uh, at this point, do you feel really confident in that? But with that being said, yeah, I do think the Bears like do win this. Uh, David Montgomery had his first 100-yard game, I think, last week of the season. And given the the defensive troubles with the Lions, and they've obviously less, lost their uh, pieces, uh, Kenny Galladay was out of practice today. Johnny Swift was limited. If DeAndre Swift didn't start this game, I'd be like, yeah, 100%, yeah, Bears won in this one all the way. Because like, like you said, Matthew Stafford throwing to Marvin Jones as his number one is not getting it done. I had the Bears one in this one, 27-21. Yeah. Yeah, um, de- definitely true. Uh, Jonah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same way. I There's like, I don't know, the Bears, especially after last week, I feel like the, if there's a game for them to get right, this has got to be it. Because, like, the Lions just fired the coach, and they've got so many injuries all over the place. And, like, the Bears have a couple of issues. Obviously, the quarterback position's been iffy. I think Akeem Hicks could possibly not play as well, which that's a big part of the defensive line Ooh, that for is the Bears. Huge. I'm sorry. That is, like, I remember last year, that's when the Bears' defense fell apart with no Hakeem Nicks. That is huge for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I think he's, I don't know how projected, but I think most people projecting him not to play. So, I definitely think that's going to affect their defense. That being said, if they don't have DeAndre Swift, um, I think that makes not having Hicks a little bit less problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it's all going to come down to, I think the bears are going to have to run the football on the lions. I think David Montgomery is going to have to have like 20 to 25 touches in this one. Um, because the more that David Montgomery runs it, the less likely Trubisky throws a pick or fumbles it. So yeah, just run the football a lot. This is a lion's defense. That's one of the worst against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the lion or the bears taking a seven point win. Uh, and scoring actually 24. So I think they keep it low scoring and the defense is able to kind of limit the Lions just because of all their injuries. But yeah, if, if, like I said, if there's a time for the Bears to bounce back because I think they've lost like, what, four straight? Something yeah, like that? I think it might be five, honestly. I think five they were five and one at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So if they want to kind of get off the losing streak, they, this has got to be it. It's interesting that um Swift mo- uh, moves the team so much for you guys. That's interesting. I mean, I think he's pretty good, but I- I'm not there for that yet either. But I get he's another weapon, too, and they don't have Galladay. He's probably their only offensive weapon outside of Galladay. That's very good. So I guess I get that. But uh, even if he does play, I don't think it moves it for me too much. I get the Hakeem, Hakeem Nicks things. Hakeem, Hakeem Hicks? Guy, I'm so bad at this. I think he does move move a little bit for me. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm not as much as Swift as you guys. Is it just because he's a very good runner you think he's he's really good is that is that the idea or just you think if they have a competent runner they'll be able to stay in the game longer i think that, well, just, I mean, go ahead josh it, it's just a like i even if Swift was starting i'm still going to pick the bears but it's just like uh 
I'm hoping that if he does start, maybe the, the current staff is going to be like, okay, we're not dumb as shit. We're actually going to, you know, give him a workload and use him more in the passing game, you know, unlike, you know, I'm at Patricia. So that's just more of, I mean, I would still think the bears, you know, would win this, but I, I think uh, if the lions want anything in their offense, if Kenny Galladay is not, you know, there, uh, I mean, Swift has <laughs> got to be it. And if he's not there, then it's like, yeah, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> interesting. Do you guys think, uh, Patricia should get fired? Cause I think he should have been fired like eight weeks ago. Um, I, I really stand pretty, pretty firm on that. He seems like a, a trash coach. I, I know they don't really have the best of the team to put forward, but man, I just, I just don't like it. Jonah, do you agree? Josh, do you agree? What do you think? He got fired, right? Did Wait, he did fired? he get fired? Am yeah, I dumb? Sure. Yeah, he got fired. Like oh, last week. I yeah, he got fired. Dumb. Him and, uh, Bob Quinn. Yeah, both of them. Oh my God, guys. I don't know what's going on with tonight. I, I, I had a doubleheader kickball game, and I'm like, I'm like reeling from that. I just came back, so I'm, a, I'm a little bit out of it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what's happening to me. I'm also thinking about the Jaguars too, because they, they, I thought, so I thought it was just the GM, and now I'm realizing that I'm just thinking about the Jaguars. So the Jaguars called Wells out, and they didn't fire Marone, and I'm just, oh God, so bad at this. That did happen Saturday. That was the big Saturday thing last week, right? That was that yeah. big thing that happened. Yeah. Like there was a bunch of stuff that happened Saturday, like Jonathan Taylor and all that stuff. Okay. I mean, you're Woo! right, though. He definitely should have been fired quicker because, I mean, it was obvious, yeah. you know, from the get-go, it's like, okay. I, you know, I, I think Colin Cowherd actually says, like, something uh, really good about, like, uh, climates and, like, cultures and locker rooms and stuff. And it's like, you know within two years of, like, if a guy is, like, it or not it, just based off, like, you know, how people view him and, you know, what the, the, the aura is, like, around him or whatever, and, like, uh, it seemed like everyone was on the same page of Patricia. It was like, yeah, no, no one in the locker room believes this guy. Everyone thinks he's a, he's a clown of what he does. And we already saw, you know, of Darius Slay. I mean, Darius Slay was made of a clown of, you know, if they came back up and all, but like, uh, th- that was just one game. Darius Slay is, is a good corner. And, you know, whenever he wastes that kind of talent and he goes away, that's not what you want in your locker room. That's not what kind of culture that you want. So uh, it should have been obvious, you know, you know, sooner. Uh, but I mean, I, I guess it could be worse. I mean, I guess you could have Adam Gay. So, yeah, <laughs> that is true. The, the Jaguars have always had a problem with that too, where they always um, hold on to guys longer, like us. Bradley, they're holding. They held on to Cobble too long. They're they're holding on to um, Marone a little bit too long. I think. So I I do get that. I, I also you also don't want to be like the Browns, right? Firing a guy every um, every like uh, every year, and then and then going home in sixteen, and then not firing the guy after that. So you never want to do that. But um. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It's like give it, you know, two years minimum, and just like yeah. see what everyone thinks. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think I can agree with that. Joni, you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to linger on my bad my bad take that is a week old. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so for fantasy wise, um, I don't think I want to start anyone versus Chicago defense unless it's DeAndre Swift, right? Even with even with Hicks out. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, actually, uh, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, Josh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, pretty that, much. That, that sounds good. I, I, yeah, I, even I, if Galladay started, I'd be like, yeah, no. Just the way that the whole injury's been playing out and stuff. Even if like, mm-hmm. he was like slated mm-hmm. to start, I'd be like, first of all, Bears defense, right? But Galladay has been, you know, shriveled up pretty much, and mm-hmm. I, I just wouldn't even bother with it, just to be honest. Yeah, I I think I pretty much agree with that. I, I I think if it was a fully healthy and we had him like for a few weeks already, like in the books and he was already playing, then I think it would be fine to start. But yeah, come like the first game injury back against the Bears, I don't want any of Jalen Johnson or one of the Fuller brothers. I forget which one, Kyle Fuller, one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Is it the one? Okay, good. All right, I'm back on my good takes now. Um, 
um but yeah okay so yeah i don't think we start them uh i think we we can all agree with that right mm-hmm. yeah oh, perfect but do you start huh. jimmy graham at the tight end position dude i mean we talked about tight end being really uh really um like i was gonna say small but that's a, that's a bad word to use uh just like yeah really scarce um you only really wanted the guys in like the top i think eight maybe top seven so i mean i think you gotta do what you gotta do i like cole Komet, but as a first year tight end like i don't want to I don't think you want any part of that, right? He he just steals stuff away. But I think um, Jimmy, I know he's definitely been worse as of late, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, he catches a lot of balls, right? Gets a lot of targets. Can't go wrong there, right? He's a red zone threat, too. Oh, yeah, he gets, tar- yeah. he gets targeted into the goal line a lot. I also like Mitch as a better quarterback for, for everyone on that team. So, um, I, I think I think that's better. Do you, do you, guys, are you guys agree with me, Jonah? Do you think that, uh, that Mitch is a better quarterback for fantasy? Uh, I've always been, like, above... Um, Mitch Overfoles. Um, I think his his ability to run um, also kind of helps his fantasy value. I mean, he doesn't do it like too much, but there's times like I guess the Cowboys last year he had like 70 yards rushing or something. Um, so he can do it. And I mean, Foles is like the Statue of Liberty about there. He ain't gonna move. So um, in terms of like pure passing, like I mean, he needs to do better than he did last week. But you could also see, especially like in the second half, he kind of fed it to Allen Robinson and. Like, I mean, I don't think he's any worse than Foles. So I think in terms of passing, it's kind of you, you could you could debate me on it being a toss up. But I think because he has a rushing ability, I put him over Foles. OK, then that makes sense. I, I, I'm pretty much agreement. Yeah, I think Nick Foles is one of the one of the worst quarterbacks. But I also think like his his lack of mobility is also very not helpful, especially when the Bears right. like offensive yep. line is what it is. Yeah, and it's exactly. not good. Um, I think the biggest question I think of this game for fantasy is. It's Singletary's probably startable, right? I think without Danny Shelton, that's good. But he's probably, I mean, we got, uh, do, do you think he's a top, what, 24 running back? Um, uh, oh, let's go, Josh. Josh, do you think he's a top 24 running back uh, this week? From Montgomery? Uh, yeah, did I, say, did I say Singletary? Got him. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was dude, like those are the other guys. I know. But those, okay, that, yeah. that's not me being uh, me being cringe this podcast. It's, it's, um, it is because I, they drift in the same class. I feel like they're the same guys. They're both not that good. Um, yeah, and they're on very like run heavy, like good defense teams, or at least they used to be. So I get them confused a lot. But what did I say? Montgomery, right? That's the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, Montgomery. Bear with me. Yeah, I agree. I think Jonah like really hit a, hit the nail on the head about the whole like I would expect that he would get twenty to twenty five attempts this game because I don't think the Bears are gonna be playing from behind, and it's, it's the Lions' defense. Like, come on, like if David Montgomery doesn't get it done here, it's like. Uh, yeah, I, I worry. I think the offensive line is definitely have something to do with it because I think he leads the league in, uh, I think, or at least it was two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, that he leads the league in broken tackles. So he seems like he's putting yeah, a lot he of does. Right? Yeah. Um, so he's putting a lot of effort, but uh, yeah, not a lot of dividends on that so far. But like you said, Detroit, very bad defense. Um, I think without Shelton, even worse of a run defense for sure. So yeah, I think I think that should be good. All right, let's I think he also like, oh, sorry, led the league in like, being hit uh, behind the line like almost immediately. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I would believe it. I would definitely. Yeah, I saw like a double stat, and I think it was he led the league in broken tackles, but he was in the bottom half of running backs in yards per carry. So it's like every time he was getting the ball, he was getting hit like almost automatically. That's so sad. It is. It is pretty sad. Uh, the Bears offense has been sad for a while, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Um, but yeah, let's 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 hit the next game I got on here, which is the Cleveland Tennessee game. I've got Tennessee straight up, but I think I'm taking Cleveland with the points here. Um, Jonah, what do you think? 
Um, what's the spread in this one? It's I, sorry, yeah. The uh, I got Cleveland plus six for for plus six. Uh, the okay. Fandom. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna really do the same. Six? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I checked it today. A, that's a bit bigger than I expected, but yeah, I would also um take Cleveland in terms of the points, but Titans with the win. Um, this game, like as we mentioned in our podcast, just a bunch of running, and it's like I I don't know. It's funny because like you know the Browns they've got obviously Nick Chubb who has been very good at, while he's been on the field. And then Kareem Hunt, who's been a very nice compliment um, for him. And then you got Derrick Henry, who came off a freaking monster performance last week. And both these defenses, I think you can run on both of them. So I feel like it's going to be a very back and forth type of game. Um, and I think the kicker is going to be which quarterback do I think when it comes to needing to pass the ball, will be able to do it. And given the weapons at hand and just the general quarterback play. I'm going to go with uh, Tannehill. So with that's kind of the reasoning I'm picking um, Tennessee. I've got them winning 27 to 23, but I think it's going to be one of the more fun games of the week. Yeah, I, I, I can pretty much agree with that. Um, I, I think that the Browns beat up on bad teams, but I think they have a little bit of trouble, like especially early in the season when they got crushed by, I believe, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think they scored like six points on both mm-hmm. of those teams. Yeah, they, they lost Baltimore, and they scored six, and they scored seven on Pittsburgh. But they beat teams like Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas. They beat Indy. That was a very good game. And, and they did beat Dallas when Dallas was was pretty good. So those those are some two games. The Indy Dallas were pretty good. But, I mean, they beat Cincinnati. They got Houston in a rainy game. That definitely, you know, helped out the run game a lot. Philadelphia, Jacksonville. You know, it's it, it's not super impressive. And against good teams, which I consider Baltimore and Pittsburgh very much, and Las Vegas, they lost. Um, I think they struggle a little bit. But the six points, man, this, this could go either way. Um, the six points just feels very, very much like I, I, I need to take this. Um, I think the defense is fine. They're getting Garrett back, I believe, this week. He should be ready to go. And, I mean, they have Chubb back. And, God, they are. They're just so good. They're just so good. Um, Baker Mayfield is also, you know, he's he's not a good quarterback, I don't think. But he's got, um, he, he just does his job right. That, that That's that's my thing with him. He just does his job. And that's pretty much, you know, play action, being awesome on play action. And uh, not throwing interceptions. And that's what he's been doing. Um Jonah, what do you what do you have in this one? Um, Josh, it, Josh, yeah, did I say um, Josh? Oh fuck, dude, I'm so bad. Guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. I, 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 I okay. guess kind of see like Baker Mayfield, like exactly like Kirk Cousins. I mean, this offense is like practically the same as as it was when it was with Minnesota last year. And I honestly just think of these teams as the exact same. I mean, quarterback play. You know, I, I kind of think of them as like really close together. Uh, the RBs, I, I would give the edge to Derrick Henry, but I mean, they're, they're both really good. They're both right there. And I think Jonah said it earlier was like, who, like, which quarterback would I trust more? And I trust Ryan Danhill more, but also because of the fact that he does have an A.G. Brown and a Corey Davis, whereas uh, Baker really only has Jarvis kind of, and every now and then a Sean Higgins, but uh, I like. Tennessee's quarterback a little bit more, Tennessee's running back play a little bit more, and I love their wide receiver play a lot more than the Browns. So given with that, I do think the Browns can take advantage of the Titans defense to keep it close and just go back and forth. And I have the Titans winning this one, 31 to 28. Uh, but if it's like plus 60, I'm definitely going to take the Browns of points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that makes sense to me. I I think that's all pretty accurate. I think I think we're all on the same same level for that one. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely. I honestly good. can't wait for this game. Yeah, you think it's gonna be one of the better ones of the uh, of the uh, week? Yeah. I think this might be yeah. the best one of the week. 
Really? Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'm 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 looking at a few that I like. Maybe a little more, but it is definitely going to be a good game. I mean, they're both eight and three, right? So theoretically, I, I also kind of view the Browns as the same as the uh, the Cowboys from last year. And you said it before; it was just mm. that they beat the bad teams and lose mm. against the good teams, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's accurate. We'll see. This is definitely a good test, though, because I mean, you know, the the Dallas game was a very good game. I think Baker threw for five touchdowns in that one. Um, that that was a very good game for them. Um, but. Yeah, I will see. Baker hasn't done anything like that yet. He had a pretty good game against Jacksonville last week, but their secondary is probably one of the worst in the league, missing the top two cornerbacks on their team. And, you know, they're both, it was Sidney Jones and CJ Henderson. One's a rookie, one's a guy they picked off off, off the waivers, who I think has played pretty well. Sidney Jones has, but, you know, they're missing both those guys. So, not great. Um, let's see. If we're talking about fantasy, I think the thing we should talk about the most is the two tight ends. Because. Um, it's Janu, who's been interesting <laughs> this year, um, and Hooper, who I believe scored, I'm pretty sure scored a touchdown last week. But you know, pretty he touchdown did. dependent. Um, are we looking to start both these guys? Uh, let's go with let's go with Jonah on this one. <laughs> well, last week, um, as a last second plug in, because I think I had Hayden Hurst was like injured. I put in Austin Hooper because he was on waivers, and he scored a touchdown. And I'm pretty sure that was like his only catch. So, you know. I mean, maybe he had like two. I can't really remember. But that's pretty much all he did was that one touchdown. So, like you said, he's super touchdown dependent. Um, I think given the ability for play action, they could definitely, especially if he's like in the red zone, they could target him. And kind of similarly with Janu, um, I think Janu's probably a little bit more involved in the game plan than Hooper is. Um, so, like... I don't know. I think you could have better options, but it, as we've mentioned earlier, like the tight end position is very scarce. So uh, there's definitely a possibility for them to score a touchdown. Cause I definitely think these teams are going to be able to get close to the red zone with their running game. Um, and the use of play action, I'm sure both are going to use it, but I mean, I I'm kind of thinking they're probably going to be like, they need a touchdown to really be worth a spot. Yeah. I, I, I think I pretty much agree with that. Um, and, but like, you know, tight end, obviously very, um, very scarce, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that's where we're at with the most tight ends outside of what, like the top five guys, right? Yeah. Like I'm trying to think like Mark Andrews, who sh- I think should play this week. I know he's on COVID last week. Um, yeah. Like Mark Andrews, uh, Waller, uh, Kelsey, you know, Kittle when he comes back, which I think is, he has an outside chance of coming back week 16. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, outside of, uh, who else is there? Uh, I, I, don't think Gasecki is quite there yet, but um, we got the two second-year guys. What's the guy from Detroit uh, that we didn't talk about at Hawkins, all? He's Hawkinson. Hawkinson, and then we got I think also Fant when they get a quarterback back, which I think should be this week. You know, those those guys are pretty good yeah. at that. And I think I think, I think Evan Ingram is kind of he's not like oh, at that man. top tier, but he's yeah. he's getting more involved in recent weeks, which I've enjoyed because I've had to hold on to him forever. Yeah, I mean, I think he's finally catching the ball, which is I yes. I, I only see one game. <laughs> yeah, drops. I, I mean, I remember the drops. I don't, man. I think it was in the Eagles game, the first matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, if yep. he catches, it's like an easy catch <sighs> near the sideline. I know. Yeah, it's Ugh. a first down and Giants win, and the yep. Eagles ended up coming back. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a Wayne Corbett-esque catch, like that basket catch shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he just missed it. Oh, so I, that play yep. is etched into my brain because I had the Giants in that one, and I was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely remember that one. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the guys, too. I can agree with that because he's, he's been peppered with targets a lot, but he's actually catching them this time. But, I mean, yep. he also has Colt McCoy now. Is that good or bad? I'm unsure. Uh, it doesn't have a deep uh, ball, but we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. But I mean, I'm thinking. I think the Giants. You know, I like them coming to you with their passing options, and Evan was part of that. So if he turns it around, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think I'm a little bit waiting on him. But he's probably in the same category as Gasecki because tight end is what it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. 
Like honestly, uh, streaming mm-hmm. tight end is actually probably the best move outside of the top five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, yeah. Uh, are are you guys Corey Davis fans? Because I'm a big Corey Davis fan, um, and I want to start him. So I'm starting him this week, and I'm not looking back. Last week he had three catches, 79 yards, pretty good. But um, yeah, I'm 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 feeling feeling real good about Corey Davis pretty much going forward. Um, Jonah, what do you think? Um, I've I'll be honest, I've kind of liked the I'm not gonna say necessarily like a revelation, but the the usage he's been getting this year has been nice to see. Um, especially considering like I mean even when like Mariota was there and now in the more couple years you've seen Davis used more. And I think he's definitely become more a part of the game plan. Um, so yeah, I've, I'd honestly feel safe starting. I mean, this is a Brown secondary that I think he could kind of get behind um, especially on like some deep shots. Cause they kind of like to use him in that way. So I would, I'd feel comfortable starting him. Got it. Josh. I feel exactly the same way. Uh, there's not many receivers that you could point out in this season, even some of the top ones that you could say, hey, I'm continuously you know, scoring double-digit you know, points PPR. And Davis has only had one of those games where he didn't – it was the Chicago game. But outside of that and outside the bye and missing the Buffalo and Houston game, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, 10, 16.3, 11.7, 26.8, So I think mm. he's a set-and-forget it uh, wide yeah. receiver two, to be honest. Awesome. I'm Especially in the game with uh, the Browns defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think they they've sh- struggled um, a little bit. I don't know. Ronnie Harrison's been okay um, in secondary. I think I still like Ward, and they're getting uh, Garrett back, but it's it's pretty average to below average. I, I could agree with that. Um, and I like Tannehill a lot, so throwing him feels I, I feel pretty good on that. Um, I uh, the covered. schedule is also amazing too, because you got Cleveland, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Detroit. <laughs> mm. The one if you want is Green Bay. And then Houston mm. week 17. So it's a really yeah. great schedule for him. Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown will probably get, um, what's his name? Uh, Jair Alexander, right? So I, th- I think he'll be mm-hmm. free. Cause I think outside of Alexander, the secondary in Green Bay is not as good as I thought it would be coming into the year. So pretty, pretty happy with that as the second guy. Um, I think Jair matches up pretty decent, but man, Brown is such a, is such a tough guy day. Cause I don't know how you cover that guy. He's big. He's fast. He can catch the ball and contested catches. I don't know how you stop that guy. So, um, love to see if yeah, anyone can do it. Yeah, can't wait for that five reception game and 160 yards. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely coming. That guy's a motor. It's crazy with how big he is. It's insane. It legitimately is insane. I don't know if I see another receiver. I don't know if I know another receiver who's as fast and as big as that guy, but maybe like DK. I don't know. I can't tell. Um, yeah, Jordan and I actually <laughs> talked about it on the the one that we just recorded tonight. That's going to be going up tomorrow. Ooh. But it's like. Like, how often can like a receiver just get like get you know a catch out, out of a slant and then just take it all the way like so consistently? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. usually it's like you know every couple games maybe you know if that, but it just seems like he does it every single game. Yeah, I I, I pretty much agree. Um, it it, it is blowing my mind because I I mean I wasn't as big into like uh, looking at the draft and stuff last year, so I wasn't like you know hugely into Brown. Like I knew I liked DK, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how, I don't know how teams passed on him. He was like a, he was a first round pick though, right? I'm pretty sure. But he's like a late first round pick, right? Yeah, he was late. And yeah, yeah, and I'll be honest, like even when I was like doing my rankings, I wasn't like, I wasn't low on him, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like super high on him. And I thought him going into Tennessee, I was like, okay, you know, I guess that's a fine fit. He definitely exceeded my expectations with how he's performed to this point. Yeah, definitely. Was it because of the injury? Um, that, and I thought given... Like the offense he was coming from in Ole Miss, I didn't know how that would translate specifically with the Titans. Um, but just the way that I mean, Tannehill is 
worked. And I mean, he's faster than I thought he was. I knew he was going to be a nice possession, like strong receiver, but he's way faster than I expected. And he's, I mean, he's put it on the field. So I, I was definitely wrong about him. I'll admit it. <laughs> that's uh, that's fine. Well, I've, I've been wrong about some stuff, although I think I've been pretty on about the rookie receivers this year. But uh, that's uh, besides the point. Let's move on to we've got Cincinnati and Miami. Um, I've got Miami in this one pretty easily, but I'm taking Cincinnati with the points, which is 11 and a half. Um, I think Brandon Allen actually is like a pretty decent quarterback. Um, Cincinnati has some great weapons on offense. Uh, I don't know when they're getting Mixon back, but I think it should be soon. Probably not this week, though, I, I believe. I think three weeks or four weeks on the IR is coming up next week. I think it might be three weeks. Um, but I, it, regardless of that, um, I think Miami's a very good team. But a backdoor cover with 11.5 seems likely to me. Uh, I, I believe so, as much as I do like Miami. Um, all right, Josh, what do we think? I absolutely hate betting on games that have double-digit, you know, point spreads. Yeah, I think unless the Jets, it it scares me, unless it's the Jets. But, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because it's like, man, that's just a lot. Like, like we we saw, like, with the Chiefs and the Bucks, like, you know, like, that game was a blowout, but it still ended up being 27-24. And it's just like, man, I I technically have the Dolphins winning by 11, so I guess I have to take, you know, the Bengals and the points. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, like... (laughs) I, I, I hate, like, picking, you know, uh, a team to cover that, but I also hate, you know, picking the, the team that's obviously supposed to be blown out, but just like, God damn it, like, all right, cool. Um, uh, I think uh, Tua is supposed to start. Is that right, Jonah? Um, oh, well, we already, still. Yeah, it yeah, was it, game time decision. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I'd rather see Fitz, though, honestly. I, I would much rather see Fitz if I'm, if I'm a Dolphins fan. I think you just I think you just roll with him. I mean, we saw, like, what, three games maybe of Tua? Like, two and a half games. I think he started two games, right? And he hasn't been nearly as good as Tannehill. And when you're in the playoff on this this year with in the AFC, you've got to be competitive still. I think Fitz gives you the best chance to do it, right? I think this is fine, though, because it is the Mingles clue. And oh, and sure. Obviously, I guess. things aren't, you know, going that great, you know, by halftime. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if like the Dolphins could be down by you know, by a, a little bit by halftime, and they're like, okay, Fitz go in, and then you know he just targets Devontae Parker, you know, twenty three <laughs> yards down the field, and you know everything works fine. And even if he throws like three picks, and it's like, I don't care, you know, Devontae Parker has a great game, and then Miami wins, and you know everything's set in stone. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Tua spreads the ball better than Fitz does. I mean, he obviously doesn't take you know the chances that he does, but the thing with Tua is you aren't going to get you know turnovers, you know by that many, even from a rookie and all. And I think that's something that you should work on. And especially for an opponent like the Bengals, who just lost their franchise quarterback for the year. They don't have Joe Mixon. And it's just that and they get rid of Carlos Dunlap. So, I mean, like, uh, you should have – this is the kind of game I would want Tua to start and get some experience in because they should still win with him in. And, you know, maybe he'll get some experience. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, I I, I get that from that side. I'm just I'm just thinking like just in case. Like I, I really feel like Fitz has got to be in for most of it. But if the game's like a blowout, or if you start to it and the game's like you know not nearly in reach, putting in Fitz, I wouldn't be against that either. I think um, teams are a little bit too hesitant sometimes to switch quarterbacks, but I, I don't see a huge problem with that personally. Um, yeah, uh, Jonah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, in terms of Tua, like I I've seen. Okay, so he's a rookie, and I know he was a top five pick. But not all top five picks are gonna like just burst on the seed or onto the scene um, automatically, you know. Mm-hmm. And Tua, especially coming off the injury and all the surgeries and all the stuff, I mean, what pe- some people don't understand is that most of his off season, um, going like through the draft and 
you know, with the COVID and the limited, like no real training camp or anything like that, he wasn't even really working out. He was rehabbing, you know, he was trying to get right. back to where he was healthy enough to be on a field. And for those that saw Tua in college compared to now, he's a lot skinnier. He's not nearly as big, um, which I think has made him a little bit faster, but that's not really his game. Um, so given that, I don't think he's necessarily like, I don't want to say he's out of shape, but he's definitely not in shape to what he needs to be. Um, and it's because he's rehabbing the entire time. So I, that's kind of why this season I was kind of more on the, like I wanted to see to a play, but if they were going to do the Patrick Mahomes thing and completely sit him the entire year, I wasn't against it. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of the situation, like I agree with Josh in the sense of like, this is the Bengals and I do want to see him play. I, if they, if what Brian Flores is saying is true and he's saying Tua is our starting quarterback, then I want to see him out there and play and get experience and get confidence and all that stuff. But in terms of being in the hunt, like it's kind of risky and mm -hmm. it seems Fitzpatrick at least gives you enough of a floor to where you can win. I think like Tua can give you the higher upside, but I think there's more risk. Cause again, he's a rookie. So mm -hmm. situationally I can understand like picking Fitzpatrick, but I think they need to like choose, you know, like <laughs> don't put Fitzpatrick in there and be like, Oh no, Tua is still our starter. Like I think they need to figure that out. Um, in terms of the game, as risky as this is, I'm actually taking the dolphins all the way, even with the spread. Mm -hmm. um, I've got the dolphins winning by 14. Um, I think the defense is going to be able to limit the Bengals quite a bit. And I don't have them. I mean, I have the score scoring in 28 to 14, so I don't think the Dolphins are going to have to score that much, but I think their defense is going to play well enough to where they don't have to like score 30-plus. So um, I, I also don't like picking spreads that are like 11, but this time I actually have it 14, so hopefully I don't... Uh, it's risky, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go with it. No, I mean, I don't hate that at all. I really don't. I think Miami's defense is one of the better better ones in the league, so I, I totally understand that they've got great cornerbacks. They can blitz the, uh, blitz the passer really easily. Um, I, I think they've got a really good defense. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't hate it. It's definitely a tough one, but I think I'm just put my trust in Cincinnati's offense, which I, I just love T Higgins. So I think I'm just kind of leaning on that stuff um, a little mm -hmm. bit. And they've got like some defensive players that I don't hate. Like um, Bates is playing really well this year. I think their cornerback, I, I know, I know he's 23. I forget his name. I feel like it's Alexander, the last name, but I feel like he's been playing really well this year. Um, so I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on a, I'm a little bit higher, I think, than on most of this team, especially now. I think we're getting a lot of points because, you know, we're, we're seeing, Obviously, you know, there's star quarterback go up, but I think there's a little bit of a remnant there. I think, you know, Brandon Allen's not that bad. He was also a backup for the Jaguars. So maybe I have a little bit of bias there, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think T is an interesting start this week because, like you said, Miami's got a very good defense, and I think Xavier Howard has been really good. I think Jones has been very good as well. Um, so are are you guys planning on starting him this week? Because he's a pretty big start for me normally, but this is tough. Um, Josh, what do you think? I mean, I kind of think it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, the kind of matchup. It's like you have him, and he's been good so far. So I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it's like the defense is good, but he does seem to be the one that actually gets the most opportunities. And I mean, I'm always willing to roll with the guy that gets the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I I, I think so at least. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's because I think I think uh, it's we've gone 45 minutes, 47 minutes, I think right now. So I think I just want to do like one or two fantasy stuff from these games and then we'll just move on to um to like talking about the games. Is that cool with you guys? I think we yeah, got to make sounds good. Yeah. OK. All right. So, um, yeah. Oh, God. OK. That was T. 
I don't know if there's anything else that I wanted to discuss with. Because uh, I feel like, like you said, I, we don't think that the Bengals have a very good defense. I don't think. Um, so I think you can start most of your Miami. Oh, I guess the Miami running backs. Um, are we seeing, I don't think Ahmad's supposed to be back this week, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't think Gaskin is either. So we're going with, oh God, is it Washington again? Who is the guy that's starting Gaskin Miami? did practice. Did he practice? Okay. I, is he still on the IR? I guess they could still activate him right before the game, right? Theoretically. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure he's still on IR, right? I don't remember if he got to... Well, I think if he... I, he's definitely on the IR because I'm on like a billion fantasy teams. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. But I could I be I think wrong. he's projected to get taken off. I don't think he actually uh-huh. has yet in terms of like, you know, the specifics. But I right. think he's projected to play. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's good for my fantasy team. So I wasn't sure about that yet. So that's good. <laughs> so I think... Okay, so if he plays, then that's no problem. Um, but if he doesn't... Are you guys on Washington or Breed at all? Because I don't think Ahmad's supposed to play, right? Ahmed's supposed to play? Yeah, he's. I think yeah. he's questionable, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I you know I think he's still hurt. Uh, Breda, yeah. ugh. I mean, I'd go I, 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 yeah, I'd you, probably go yeah. Washington because Breda, like even okay. when he the other two running backs were hurt, he still didn't get used much. Yeah, I think he had eight carries compared to twelve. I think for Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah, so did he fumble? Um, and then it was like, yeah, we're not giving the ball anymore. Yeah, I think him and also Laird fumbled last week. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure both of them fumbled. I know there were two. Um, yeah, so I, I get that. Yeah, he did. You know, he definitely did fumble last week. I remember that specifically. Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that stuff. Hopefully, hopefully we get Gaskin back this week because I could use him in a lot of my leagues. So <laughs> hopefully that happens. But um, yeah, okay, let's move on to the next game, which is my Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'll take Minnesota um, and Kirk a billion times as my quarterback in fantasy. Um, but I'm going to take the Jaguars plus 10 and a half. I'm not buying into Minnesota's defense at all. I don't think they're a good defense, especially in the secondary. The Jaguars have pretty good weapons. They should be getting back Chark, I believe, this week. Um, so if we got both of those guys back, um, we're using Chenault a bunch. James Robinson is a great running back. I don't see a reason why the Jaguars can't backdoor cover, keep this one close. Um, maybe you guys disagree, which I wouldn't hate, but, um, let's, let's do Jonah first. I have Jonah written down first. So Jonah, you go first. I'm actually with you. I'm taking Jags with the points. Um, the Jags have honestly, I'm not even like, I mean, they've kind of impressed me. Like they've been playing tough, you know, recently in recent weeks. Um, like even like against Packers and um, the Browns, they, they've and Browns, yeah, yeah, yeah they kept games close. I think I mean honestly, out the only one they didn't really was the Steelers game, yeah, where they only scored like seven. Um, yeah. But otherwise, they've played well, and I mean, given all the you know injuries and stuff, they've played hard, and I think that's going to continue in this one. I just think the Vikings are, especially with Adam Thielen coming off the COVID list, I think they're going to be able to throw the ball and run the ball. I think they're going to have a lot of scores and points, but I think the Jags are going to be able to score some points on the Vikings defense because I agree with you. I don't trust that defense at all. So, yeah, I've got the Vikings taking it 31 to 24, but I think the Jags still keep it close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, I... I I, I don't I really can't trust the Jaguars defense, which is why I said, you know, I like Kirk a lot there. Um, but I I God, I, I could also see this game being just like a complete blow and the Jaguars completely falling apart because that's happened before, especially when I take them with the points. So I uh yeah. Well, I, that information then <laughs> I actually have yeah, the Vikings covering here and I fully agree with everything about <laughs> even if Chark is back then they should be able to take advantage of this Vikings defense, but oh God. All right, all right, all right. Jags. <laughs> All right, Jonah, tell me I'm not crazy for taking the Jags. You're not crazy. Okay. Are you taking them? We're, we're on this. Yeah, we're on the same wavelength there. Josh is okay. on his own. 
Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay. All right. Do you so you think you got Minnesota and then the Jaguars plus ten and a half? That good? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Pretty dope. I, I think I think we pretty much explained what it is. We're on the same wavelength, so I think it makes sense. You, you guys must be in love with Kirk as much as I am, but I don't think it goes Glenn in the other way for fantasy, right? Um, I, I feel like, you know, Kirk has got, I think, the better weapons. You know, Thielen should be off the COVID list, right? Uh, even that, I mean, BC had a pretty good game. He led the team in receiving yards last week, uh, so that's good. Um, I, I think they've got good receivers enough to beat up on the Jaguars secondary. Um, I think the Jaguars have enough receiving power to do it, but I don't know if I trust Glennon. I mean, do you guys want to consider Glennon for a start? Because I don't think we think Minnesota's nope. defense is good. Nope, nope. Yes, yeah, that's no exactly stuff. why I'm not, like, it's only one game sample of them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's mainly the reason why I don't have them really covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. I feel like if I, yeah, if I can't trust, that makes me think, if I can't trust Glennon to get, you know, there, and I think this game might be a shootout, maybe I have to rethink that, but, um, God, I, I would like to bet with my Jaguars, you know, just a little bit. I mean, they haven't been... <laughs> Competitive, right? Obviously, I think James Robinson could also, you know, if Glenn isn't doing it, I think I think James Robinson could easily do it. Uh, I keep this game close, competitive wise. I mean, oh, even yeah. through the past I game, agree. right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's probably where I'm at. Um. Do you James got... should be in the rookie of the year conversation. He should be. Yeah, he should be. Um. Now that Burrow's hurt, I think it's just gonna go to Herbert as much as I don't like that. Um. But I guess, I mean, maybe he's deserved it this year. But I just don't like him long-term, but I'm sure we'll talk about that more um, when we get to their game. But, yeah, I mean, I, I I think he should be in the conversation, too. He's leading, I think, rookie running backs by, like, 300 yards. He's almost got 1,000 yards so far, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I think it makes sense to me. Um, are you guys interested in any of the receivers on Minnesota not named Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson? Because I might be interested in BC, but as a hold for like the next year because i'd like to see him you know with those guys back what what, what do you guys think what, jonah what do you think yeah maybe stash him i definitely wouldn't start um especially considering adam thielen's back but i'd i'd hold on just in, just in case you know it's i think it's worth it's you know just stashing and see what happens but that's probably as far as i'd go mm-hmm. yeah because I, I liked him coming into the year a, a lot um but that didn't work out but that's okay um I still think they still think there's time for him to be good. BC, that is. Um, yeah, that's all I want to talk about Minnesota. I think that's fine. Um, let's go to the Vegas and Jets. Uh, Las Vegas versus the Jets. Uh, I've got Vegas straight up, and I've got Vegas minus eight and a half. I feel like that line is only eight and a half because uh, of what happened with Atlanta last week. This seems like not enough points at all for me to be me to be looking at uh, Las Vegas minus minus that much because the Jets, like we've talked about a little bit, I think maybe pre podcast, they're just a trash team. Um, and we don't we don't need to do that. But I think it's because of the Atlanta game. You know, people maybe Vegas is trying to think, yeah, let's just put the line out a little bit different. And uh, maybe some people will come on uh, come on the Jets because Vegas did so bad. Um, but I, I think Vegas is a playoff team. I love Derek Carr. He's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. The defense isn't very good. Um, they lost our net last week. I really haven't been checking injury reports, but if he's back, if he's not, it doesn't really push me either way. Um, Josh, what do you think? God, this is like another one of those ones where it's like, uh, Ooh, eight and a half, I really? do think that like. Well, it's just a, it's just the Raiders' defense. I mean, I, I don't think like uh, the the Jets' like defense is going to put any stops or anything, but like the Raiders' defense is pretty bad as well. And uh, I, I think Sam with Adenzel Mims, and Crowder, and you know Perryman, I, I think they could put up points. And I, I I'm biting it. I'm taking the Raiders with the points, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I think it's going to be close. <laughs> Uh, I, I, mean, I do have the, the Raiders winning 30-18, but, like, the Jets, they can put up points on the Raiders' defense. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, Jonah, what do you think? I'm actually going to take the Jets um, with the spread. Or take, well, take the Raiders, but, you know, the Jets with the points. Um, and honestly, I think it's just because the Jets are, like, I've said it several times on our podcast. The Jets are that team where what there's always one thing that might work a little bit, but then the other thing will not work at all. So, like, maybe their defense will play pretty decent, but then their offense can only score, like, 10 points. Or maybe their offense will score, like, 28 or so, but they'll give up, like, 40. Like, it's just that's just how <laughs> bad this team is. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just think, you know, the Raiders are obviously coming off a pretty bad loss. Josh Jacobs did not practice today, um, so he's hurt. Um, which, granted, you know, given their running backs, you know, Booker, he could probably get it done still. Um, but I think the Raid or I think the Jets are gonna be able to score on this Raiders defense. I really do, and I think they're like, I still think they're the worst team in the league by far. Um, one of the worst teams I've probably ever seen. But <laughs> I still think they're gonna be able to keep it close because you know why not? They have nothing to lose at this point except the number one pick. So yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got the Raiders twenty. <laughs> yeah, that would help you out a lot. A lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I got the Raiders twenty-seven to twenty, so I still have them winning. But I'll take Jets with the points. Yeah, the Jaguars have never picked number one in their entire history. They picked number two twice. They took two offensive tackles. One of them should be in the Pro uh, pro Football Hall of Fame. The other one was pretty trash. So hopefully we get the number one pick. That would be great. That would be great <laughs> for the Jaguars. I'd be very happy to have Trevor Lawrence with this offense. Um, but that that's okay. Um, I will run a little bit of defense for the Jets on this. I think they have some good players on the team. Not really defense for them like this year, but I like Maine. I like Marcus Maine. I, I really like Quentin Williams. I like Mekki Becton. Um... I like the receiving group. I love Mims. Oh, he's been a big fan of Mims. I think he was in my top five receivers coming into the year for rookie receivers. Love him. Not a great situation, but but I really like him as a player. So I think there are some pieces to build around on that team. But yeah, I mean, I saw like a half, like a good half from Sam Darnold last week against a good defense, and then it was pretty shitty after that. So yeah, just um, you know, win a game, get Justin Fields, and work on it. Jets, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we do we trust any Raiders receivers in fantasy? And if so, is it is it nope. Nelson Aguilar? <laughs> I don't know. Russ? Oh, you know, okay, yeah, that's a fun one. I, I think Aguilar is like an okay flex, and that's where it stops at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's probably one. I Ruggs had a really good catch, a really good contested catch last week, which is I think important to see because you know he's more of a speed guy, but that's not all he is. So I think it's good to see, but yeah, I mean he was he was taken to her. I think he's got a lot of expectations on him, and uh, he's just not showing up because he's not as good as the other guys. So <laughs> I think that's what's happening there. But I mean Hunter Renfro is also there too. I don't know what his deal is really because I thought he was pretty good in the beginning of the year, and then I don't believe he's done very well recently. But I also don't know him anywhere, and I don't know. So I'm gonna Google it real quick. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, I think a big difference for him from the, uh, last year to this year is that. Uh, last year, you know, it was really focused on the tight end position, obviously, with Waller, and Waller's been fantastic at all, but uh, mm-hmm. prior to that, I mean, Aguilar wasn't on the team last year, uh, right. obviously, Ruggs wasn't on the team last year, and now that they've added those pieces, you know, they want Derek to throw the ball, you know, down the field more, and mm-hmm. uh, Aguilar, <laughs> I-, I believe right now, he's averaging something around, like, 15 to 16, that's like, uh, death of targets and stuff. I would believe that, definitely. Yeah, obviously, Ruggs is obviously like a deep threat, so They've been forcing Derek to throw over the ball like down the field more, which you know takes away from Hunter Renfro's game, which is just underneath slot receiver. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It looks like a hundred. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Renfro hasn't been super great. He had like he in week eight he had four targets, then three, then two, then two. Then he had nine last week in that game versus Atlanta, seventy three yards. So like, okay, he's just always been pretty safe for me. But I think you want a little bit more out of your flex, right? He only has two touchdowns this year. Yeah, it's not not great. But the Jets defense, pretty bad. Um, as I like, I don't think. I think Pierre Desir had like that two, those two picks on like a Monday night game or like a primetime game, and that was the height of their defense. I think. I think we're they're all downhill from from then on. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think so. Um, but let, let's let's move on to the next game. I I've got Indianapolis versus Houston. I'm taking Indy, but I'm leaning Houston plus three and a half. Um, I, I know Tennessee uh, beat them pretty bad last week, which is probably why that line is what it is. And I'm not really basing it off the recency bias stuff. Um, and I know Houston obviously lost Fuller. I think Indianapolis was missing Autry last week. They were missing Buckner last week. And that definitely hurt their defense for sure. But uh, I don't know. Do I really want to bet in a division game against um, against Deshaun Watson? I always, I almost all, almost want to take out Houston outright. Um because I, I also, like, I think this, oh, what, what's one of the other corner? I think Roby, right? Their cornerback is also suspended for the rest of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And I know Houston's secondary has been bad otherwise. But I think even change might be good for that defense. But, I mean, I'm not a believer in Phillip, uh, Phillip Rivers. Um, I think, you know, we, we can see J.J. Watt making some plays like we saw on, on Thursday for Thanksgiving again. Um, like he usually does against the division because he's played against them for 10 years and he's a goddamn monster. Um, so I, I think it's possible this is an upset that we see. Uh, I also just might be generally more down on Indianapolis than most people are because um, I don't think their defense is as good as it's been touted. And I think we might have talked about that in the past. But um, let's start with Jonah on this one. What do you think? So this one, and I, I mentioned this in our podcast, I was very back and forth on this one because I, I agree with you. I could definitely see the Texans just taking this one out. Right. Um, I did see that Altry is going to be back for this game mm. for the Colts, which I think is definitely Bottom. a big, like yes. big boost for them. Um, and then Buckner has a chance at being back, but it, that's not nearly as confirmed. Um, I think for the Colts, for me to feel comfortable with the Colts in this one, they need Buckner. He's such a huge part for their team. Um, the difference, however, is I think Buckner, like, I mean, we kind of saw it with Derrick Henry. Like, when they don't have him stuffing the middle, they get shredded in the run game. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the one thing the Texans don't have? A run game. Um, so, I think his, as much as I still think his presence is going to be missed, I don't think it's going to be as bad, um, given how the Texans are offensively. And I think the Colts are going to be able to put some points on this Texans defense, especially considering now Deshaun does not have Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. And... The defense does not have Bradley Roby. So I've got the Colts um, completely even with the spread. Um, I have them taking a six-point victory. Um, I'm I am still kind of hesitant on it. I could see the Texans taking it, but I think the Colts are going to be able to, given they have one of their big-time pass rushers and now Trey coming back, and um, the Texans just lost two big pieces, I think the Colts will be able to win this one. Yeah, I, I don't hate that analysis either, and I, th- I think I've been thinking about that too. It's just, Division games are also so tough for me. I need to yeah. make some upsets this week, right? And just, <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this one. I know the AFC South. I know I know the AFC South, right? I can handle this. Um, Josh, what do you think? <laughs> um, pretty much exactly the same as Jonah right here. Uh, the Forest Bunder is a big loss, you know, if he does start mm-hmm. or not. But like you said, Texans don't have to run game at all, and they are missing with Fuller, and it's just – that alone makes you think, okay, even if Philip Rivers does have like a bad game himself, 
Uh, we did see Jonathan Taylor actually come in and perform what we expected of Jonathan Taylor. What was it, two weeks ago? And last <laughs> week, you know, he obviously missed because of the COVID thing. And uh, even if Jonathan Taylor you know, wasn't starting, I, I still think this could be a good game for Hines or Wilkins just because of how bad the Texas defense is. And with that being said, I, I think, you know, uh, Cole should just have this one easily. I guess it's a divisional game and all, but Texans are just missing so much and also just lack so much. So I have the Colts covering mm-hmm. 31-23. Yeah, they, they don't have a great team. I, I can agree with that. I think it's like Tunsil and Watson right now. But uh, I think the big fantasy question, this one that I want to talk about, is Cooks. Is Cooks now, with uh, with Fuller being out for the rest of the season, is Cooks like a top 15 receiver, a top 20 receiver with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball? Um, I, I'm... I'm not there, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't talk against that at all. I would never I wouldn't if someone's like yeah, Will Fuller can be a top 15 receiver the rest of the year. I'd be like all right, cool. If you want to roll with that, I, I think you could be very right. What do you guys think? I think you know, top 20, yes. Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, Josh and I have been pretty high on Cooks, like even in the off season. Um, we kind of like the addition. Um, despite, I, I like yeah. Cooks too. I, I will say he's gotten traded for like a bunch of first round picks and second round picks. The guy's still good. Yeah, and I. I really liked how he's been utilized post O'Brien. <laughs> oh um, my God. Yes. <laughs> he's like, it's again, it's, it's kind of like, and I'll die on this Hill on the fact Ooh. that I still believe that the Raiders are misusing rugs. And I feel like O'Brien was misusing cooks. And now that he got fired and they're actually using him in a variety of way, for example, just because a dude is fast does not mean he has to run a bunch of posts and, and goes and that type of thing. You could run slants. Slants can be used for fast people, too. Like, you oh, yeah. can get the ball in his hands and then let him, you know, run around with it. So, Cooks has been, you know, they're moving him around in the formation, which has definitely benefited him. Now, that being said, now that Wolf is not there, Cooks is definitely going to be getting the number one guy on these teams. But I think with the way he's been utilized, I definitely like him as a top 20 wide receiver going forward. Especially considering, I mean, now it's not like the they have that many weapons, anyways. Like, and I mean, Watson's got to throw it to somebody, so I think Cooks is going to be his best option. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Yeah, I got that. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about your rugs take. You think you think he's being used wrong, uh, in Las Vegas? I'm, I'm curious about that. Yes. Um. I, I, I will definitely agree that I don't. I thought he was picked too high. Um. First shooting off the board in this class seems a little too right. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I thought. I thought Lamb, honestly, when the Raiders were there, I was thinking Lamb all the way. With mm-hmm. when the 49ers didn't pick a receiver, I was like, okay, this has got to be Lamb. And they picked mm-hmm. Rugs, and I was very surprised. I expected the Broncos to go Judy. So that's kind of why I wasn't yeah. thinking the Raiders would take Judy. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw a lot of film on Rugs. I'm also an Alabama fan, so I saw a lot of him <laughs> in college, anyways. And he's got really good hands. He's fast, but his route running is fairly good. It could be better, but it's still good enough to where you don't have like watching how they're using him. They're using him almost strictly as a deep threat or sometimes as a decoy. And I feel like if they could just, and granted given the Raiders offense, maybe this isn't used like generally anyways, but you know, maybe some wide receiver screens, quick slants, some outs, just ways that you can get the ball in rugs hands and let him run with it. I think instead of making him run down the field and letting him go get it, you know? So I feel like, I mean, not that I think he's would be like this super big wide receiver one anyways, because that's not really the Raiders game plan offensively, but I definitely think he could be better if they just found different ways to get him the ball instead of it just being like goes and posts. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. That's interesting. I, I haven't noticed that as much, but I, I will definitely pay attention to that going forward. That that's that's a very interesting thing that I, I should be paying attention to, to more, obviously. Um I think I think you're definitely right about coaches misusing players with, with speed, just as a general thing. I I, mm. I pretty much agree with that. Especially on science, dude. That's like the best route in the NFL. Like if you can yes, run that route, right, yeah. Um, it, it's ridiculous. I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, I think that's a big fantasy thing I wanted to ask about this one. So let's move on to the Rams versus Arizona. I've got the Rams straight up and I've got the Rams minus three. Um, I've been saying it for a while. I don't like Arizona's defense. They let him down a bunch. The Rams have a really great defense. This guy, Troy Williams, I think not Troy, Williams, whatever Williams last name, 31. He's had a great year so far. He keeps getting, it seems like he keeps getting better every week. Um, they have Jalen Ramsey on the outside. This team is I think I think a legit contender this year, and I think they're 100% making the playoffs. Arizona needs a better defense for me to consider them th- there. Their offensive line Amen. is playing better, right? Yeah, okay. Amen. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm glad I'm glad we can kind of agree. We can agree on that then, pretty much. Um, so, so do you think that they're uh, you you like uh, the Rams minus three and the Rams straight up? Um, I like the Rams. I'm not taking them straight up though, because I think the Ooh. Cardinals are gonna be able to score. Now, granted, I have it as a three point game. But mm-hmm. I, that's like, I just, I don't know. The Cardinals right now, I agree with you. Their offensive line is not good enough. I had been saying since the beginning of the year, the reason the Cardinals would not make the playoffs is because of their defense. And after uh-huh. mm-hmm. like I agree four with you weeks, there are people 100%. like, oh, like wow, these, their defense is actually pretty decent. I was like, no, wait till they start playing good teams. And then they started <laughs> playing good teams. And like, oh yeah, their defense is freaking trash. Um, so yeah, I think the Rams are going to have their way with them. Um, I do think the Cardinals are going to be able to score... I have them kind of scoring late to make it a little closer than it actually is. But between Woods and Cook or uh, Cup and even the running backs, I just feel like the Rams are going to be able to do whatever they want with the Cardinals defense. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Um, Josh, what do you think? I am thinking yes for the Rams and also Rams for covering the points. Uh, the Rams are just better at just about everything. And I even think offensively the Rams might be better. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you would give the, the receiver to Hopkins and – I would even say that Kyler is the better quarterback, but you know, mm-hmm. give me the pieces that the Rams have. Also, with the minus Sean McVay against that Arizona <laughs> defense, I almost feel like it's almost like a set in stone thing. I think this one, while it is a divisional game, I'm picking a lot of things to cover here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get you, man. I do. I've been doing it too this week. It's like, man, I'm yeah. self conscious. Like, man, I feel like it should be more like a split, but man, I just some of these matchups. But yeah, uh, Rams okay. are just better and. Uh, I almost feel like it's kind of hot talk, hot take is to be like, yeah, the Rams offense is better than the cards, but uh, given the way these teams like, you know, pair against each other, it's like, I don't know how the Cardinals are going to be able to stop. Uh, Derek Goff has been kind of hit and miss, but you know, the Cardinals defense can make anyone look good. You know, uh, Robert Woods has been great the past couple of weeks. Cooper cup did get sh- uh, shut down last week, but uh, I honestly see like a 10, 15 target game for cup in this game. And even then, we saw Acres break out with just nine, you know, touches last week, and we it kind of felt like it was a little like a swing in the whole like uh, RBC scheme. I, I think Acres might have taken this role, or at least the big chunk of this role, uh, with Henderson, you know, being the the second fiddle here. I, I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do to stop the Rams at all, and I think the Rams are going to be able to take uh, control of the time possession, and everything, and I just take the Rams thirty to twenty. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I, um, I think, I think it's, I think it might be a little bit closer. So the three points is kind of tough. This is another division game, which is, you know, a little bit of thing. But I, I, I think I pretty much agree with most of the stuff you said. Or I don't know if I think, I think that 
Arizona has a better offense. I like Kyler a lot. Kyler's like a top five quarterback for me already because he's I think he's really good. But I do agree the the mind of Sean McVay plus the offensive line plus you know the scheming and two good wide receivers compared to one good wide receiver kind of makes me you know a little bit lean. I don't know how I feel about the the running back group. So I guess that's probably a good segue into my fantasy question then because I mean are you are you guys both on Acres then as the fantasy guy? And if so, do you do you want to start him? Because I still feel like this is kind of like. A little bit like a Charger situation, although that's getting more clear now with Eckler back. But, like, you know, I don't know which guy it's going to be each week. And I still feel like that definitely applies to the Rams. At this yeah. point, this is a guy that I'm looking to roster. If anything, I would flex him out, uh, especially in Dynasty. I'm actually looking to get him right now. And that's about as, like, trustworthy as I am getting. Like, I, I do think Akers does take the number one role. But, I mean, the number one role in this offense could be 10 to 11 touches, which is generally not a lot. So, if there is a true you know, swinging of the door and then maybe they'll like work, work him in to get more touches Then you want to be ahead of that. But this isn't a bad thing to, you know, drop a player that's, you know, wasted on your bench for a potential great running back. So if at best flex, if not, I want to roster him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Jonah. Yeah. Like I looked at the past few games for the Rams and it was like between acres and Henderson, like last week acres had like nine carries. Henderson had like 12 the week before that. Uh, Akers had like 10 and Henderson had like eight. And it's it's been like that for the past few weeks. I'm kind of like Josh. I'll roster him, but I even flex wise, I'm a little nervous too. Now, granted, it's the Cardinals defense. He definitely could, you know, break out a big run or something. But just with how the running back by committee thing has been going between him and Henderson and heck, even Malcolm Brown could get a few touches here and there. <laughs> I'm just uh, it's hard for me to trust starting one of them. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I do want to quick, real quick about this game, too. Um, I'm curious if you guys have a favorite Arizona secondary receiver um, for the rest of the year. Um, I think that with Larry still there, no one else should be the second receiver that anyone should even start. I don't care about Kirk, Isabella. I mean, he can have some good games sometimes, and most of the time I think it's going to be bad as long as Larry's there taking away targets. Are you guys in agreement on that? If you're desperate, I think you got to go Kirk because he seems to get the four or five deep, uh, mm-hmm. deep ball throws, and he actually converts a good handful of them and they generally result in touchdowns and stuff. He, I, I did see him did, uh, did get uh, a red zone target from inside the 10. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not that it's like a lot, but I feel like if you're like something, yeah. looking for the highest ceiling, I think the highest ceiling of those secondary receivers has to be Kirk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I agree. I'm, I don't know. I, I really liked Isabella coming out of college, but um. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I can semi-agree with that. But uh, okay, all right, that's fine. We, we should probably move on to the next one anyway. All right, let's go to, what do I have next? I've got, oh, the Giants versus Seattle. Super fun game. I've got Seattle straight up, and the point spread is 10 points, and it's Colt McCoy. So you got to take Seattle minus 10. Their defense has been playing better the past two weeks, that's for sure. I love the Giants defense. That's not, a, that's not in question at all. I think DK, honestly, is going to be a lot lower in my ranks than people will think because I think he gets Bradbury a lot. Um, and I think Lockett might have another, you know, three-touchdown, two-touchdown game in him, in him. And I think that would definitely come out in this game versus the Giants because outside of Bradbury, the secondary isn't great. I think um, Peppers is okay. He's been getting better each week, but uh, I'm, I'm not there yet for, for the secondary to be good. Uh, I love the D-line, though. But, yeah, I think Seattle takes this, and Seattle takes this 10 points. Um, I think that's... Kind of, I, I don't know. I, I think that goes without saying Colt McCoy quarterback. Jonah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I I think I like the Giants defense too, and I have them 
keeping the Seahawks under 30 for what that's worth, but I just don't think they're going to score nearly enough offense to make it happen. So yeah, I I've easily got Seahawks straight up with the points. Um, I think especially considering they're getting a running game now um, with Carson and Hyde, I think their balance just makes them such a threat. And I'm also with you. I, I think we actually, Josh, I think we talked about this in uh, the pod today, how this is definitely going to be the week where Metcalf gets like two catches for 20 yards and then Tyler Lockett just blows up again. Um, it just seems like it. Um, Bradbury is probably going to be on Metcalf. And, you know, while Metcalf has the ability to beat, you know, corners like that, we've also seen, you know, like Patrick Peterson, for example, he can, you know, be contained, which mm. even then with all the weapons that Russell Wilson has, I still think they're going to be able to score easily. So, yeah, Seahawks straight up. Yeah, I, I think um I, I think like I think the best line that we saw against like Bradbury for most of the time was like Terry in the first game that had like seventy eight yards and like uh, that was like mostly on Bradbury and I, I that's like I think like a ceiling for DK in this game. Um Josh, what do you think? Uh I'm take uh, I think the Seahawks Ooh. win, but I'm taking the Giants with the points. Ooh, you're taking Colt McCoy? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I think the Giants defense can hold the the Seahawks to under 30 points. I actually have the Seahawks scoring 26, but I, I'm still skeptical that Seahawks defense, even though it has improved the last couple of weeks, um, they faced the Rams, whose offense you know can be hit and miss. They've also mm-hmm. faced the Eagles, who you know we know Carson, he's leading the league in you know interceptions and all. And what we've seen with Kyler is that he's potentially struggling with an injury. So I'm not quite there with that Seahawks defense yet, even if it's right. Colt McCoy. Uh, I, I get that though, I, but this like be a is a case where like the Seahawks could just end up, you know, playing ball control the whole time. Uh, I don't know. I just this is more like one of those things where I just like I kind of like just have a feeling. I like the Giants defense, and I, I'm taking like like I said, Seahawks definitely winning this one, but mm. too many points for me, especially with that defense. I get that, but like, don't don't you think that the Giants' defense is like comparable to those other, or the Giants' offense? I'm sorry, is comparable to those other offenses, especially without Daniel Jones, right? Like comparable to um, the Eagles, comparable to, I mean, I think even worse than Arizona, right? And you said Seattle was good versus them. Do you, does that make sense, right? Does does that? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 tough. Um, but I guess for fantasy. If I, I don't like totally believe in Seattle, but Seattle has a really good defense on paper. I've always thought they've had a good defense on paper. So hopefully this is gelling a little bit more. Adams definitely helps. He's been back a few weeks. He's gotten a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, which is great. That definitely helps them out a lot. You know, they traded for Dunlap, right? That that was a good thing. Um, definitely added more pressure. Although I never thought the line was that bad, but definitely adding more pressure. Good. They've got the best pure linebacking group in the entire league. I don't hate. Um, I think Diggs is their safety, right? They've uh, or yeah, Quandre Diggs. Right, Quandre Diggs. He's pretty good. Um. One of the uh, the Griffin brothers, I think, has been playing bad this year, but I don't. He was good the year before. I don't know why he can't get back to that. Um, I think there's just a lot going on there, and I'm I'm hoping that it, it stays up. But I think they've got an easy shot versus the Giants. Um, One thing uh, I will say is though is that the Giants' defense, in particular, they haven't oh, yeah. allowed more than 25 points uh, except for once since week mm-hmm. five. Yeah, I I believe that defense is very real. I 100% believe that. Um, yeah, so I guess the 10 points could be close. I just, I don't really see the Giants scoring more than 10 points. Or 15, I don't see the Giants scoring, uh, God, I don't see them more, scoring more than like 17 points this game. And I think Seattle can do more. But 10 points, you know, that could definitely be true. So I think we're good um, with that. So you guys like Evan Ingram? I guess because he's the only tight end that, you know, we could ever start anywhere. That's fair. Um, do, you guys <laughs> like Sterling, do you guys like Sterling Shepard? 
at all. He he was my best receiver on the Giants coming into the year. I really like his route running. He's been you know good in the past. He's just been a little bit hurt. Um, Seattle, like we said, you know the defense might not be there yet. It's Colt McCoy again. I keep saying the name Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy because he's the quarterback and it's not good. But I I feel like there's an outside chance where I could start um Shepard and be happy about it the lack of touchdowns I believe the lack of touchdowns I want to say he doesn't have like I don't know if it's any this only year. Has one I think yeah one right um yeah he only has one this year that's definitely an issue but I mean I'm seeing eight ten eight six eight targets since coming back from the injury feels pretty good right or wrong I could be wrong. Feels like wrong. Jameson Crowder last year actually I mean mm-hmm. a lot of targets and not really that much yardage I mean he's only cracked about 60 once in this time span since, uh, mm-hmm. since week seven, mm-hmm. it just kind of feels like standard. No PPR. Definitely. Okay, cool. That's cool. Um, I, I, I think I could, I think I could fuck with that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to think, cause I don't think I like Slayton more. I, I'm pretty sure I'm more into, into, uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm more into Shepard there. Uh, Jonah, do you, do you think so too? Do you, are you on that more? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more Shepard than I am Slayton. Okay. Um, and I think what helps in this scenario is the way that um, Shepard's been used is kind of close to the line of scrimmage, you know, the short passing game. And I think the Giants are going to have to do that because I don't see Colt McCoy throwing it all over the field. So I I think, like, between him and Ingram, those are the only two that I could see, you know, just for sheer target volume, I would start them. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, I I think the targets will be there definitely. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, I we've got Philadelphia and Green Bay next. I've got Green Bay straight up, and I've got Green Bay minus eight. I don't think there's too much to say about this one. Don't like Philly. I don't like much of it. They're a pretty average team, and Green Bay is a Super Bowl contender. So I could take Green Bay all the way up to like eleven and be very very happy about it. Um, so we're just. I think that's a pretty easy easy pick for me i'm definitely gonna be betting on this game minus eight so hopefully that works out um josh you in agreement with me yeah fully the same and i think this is actually the shortest one that we spent the time on on our episode actually just because it was just like open and shut like philly kind of bad lots of turnovers and they'll probably end up making this packers defense look you know phenomenal uh just with the way they've been playing and uh for some reason you know this should be a good matchup for miles sanders it's just like for some reason, Doug Peterson is not giving him, you know, the kind of load that he should be getting because I believe he's averaging uh, a good amount of, you know, yards per carry. It's just he's only getting, what, nine, ten chances, you know, pretty much. I mean, he's, he does have a, a handful of drops in the mm-hmm. passing game, which is kind of surprising, especially after what we saw last year. But it's like he's obviously getting it done on the ground. Like, stop, you know, making Carson play hero ball the whole time. Try and control the game some more. And – even with the obvious matchup of like Packers bad run defense, I still don't think they'll take advantage of it. And Packers, like I said, Super Bowl contenders. And uh, we saw Slay get burned by Metcalf. I think it's going to be more of the same with Adams. And even then, the Packers now have a wide receiver too, and that's Alan Lazard. And I don't think even with Phillies, you know, okay defense. This, mm-hmm. this is the easiest one for me this week. Packers easily thirty-one twenty-one. Yeah, Jonah, why why do you think the line is eight? Do you think that's do you think there's some kind of trap here? Because I'm assuming you're in agreement with us as well. But yeah, is, is yeah. there is there any weirdness here? You think maybe the only thing I could think of is maybe it's the Packers defense and you know specifically like run defense because mm-hmm. like the only way I see the Eagles staying in this game is running it with Miles Sanders like 20 times 
and playing ball control and keeping it close and keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. That's the only way I see this being close. Um, but I mean, on on paper, like this should be the Packers easy. I mean, I've mm. got them thirty-one to seventeen. So like, I I don't know. At the, I'm at the point now, honestly, where I'm just like, can I just see Jalen Hurts? Like, I'm done seeing Carson Wentz <laughs> throw picks and fumble the ball. I just I just want to see something different. I, I agree. I would love to see Hurts. I think just I think I still think uh, Wentz gives you the best chance to win, even if oh, he hasn't yeah, been I agree. very good. I agree. Right. And they're still in the playoff. Hunt, but I would love to see Hurts, too. I, I think he, he got like I think he got like a series or he got like three plays in a row or some shit he like got, that. Yeah. Right? One play. <laughs> oh, he, he literally went in threw a pass yeah. on an out route and then Carson mm-hmm. went back in. Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. I, I would like to see a little bit more of him. And like I said before, when we're talking about the man game. I think teams are a little bit too weird when it comes to quarterback. Like, I don't think changing quarterbacks is. Maybe maybe this is just like naivete or ignorance on my part, but I I feel like teams are a little bit too skeptical of just why not change quarterbacks at, at halftime? Like you you have time to prepare, you have time to get out there. Like I'm sure they're taking first team reps. I'm sure they're taking reps. Otherwise, like I, I would assume if he's part of the game plan anyway, he's already got something you know down. I I, I don't know. I also don't hate them holding on to Hurts for all because I think coming out of college he was kind of a project, right? Um, so I don't hate them like keeping him on the bench for a little bit and letting that ride. Um, but I, you know. Carson does have the Eagles do have an out in two years. I'll keep saying that for as, as long as uh, as long as he's there. It's entirely possible he takes over this team and they just cut him loose because they're spending way too much money on Wentz. You know, you can't be paid this kind of money, this MVP kind of money from 2017 and, and look as bad as he's looked. I don't think that's sustainable for a franchise. Um, yeah, I don't I know. Do you guys agree? Yeah, sorry. It might be week 17 where they're mathematically, you know, technically out. But I think as soon as they're out, I think Jalen Hurts is the guy just because they'll be out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, For fantasy, is, th- is there anything we talk about? Like, Carlos Hyde's probably a second fiddle to rate, like, Chris Carson. Um, I, Philadelphia, I hate all their receivers. I don't think, I don't think you start any of them versus Green Bay. Is what there any, is there anyone interesting? Fulgham? I don't like, I've never really liked Fulgham. Um, and I think, I think, you know, him, him, I, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, God, X Bear that was hurt all year. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, yeah, he's he's been having Alshon. a, a high, higher, yeah, Jeff. He's having a higher snap count each and each and every week. I think you know maybe limiting Fulgham's ability. Possibly they they seem to use Ward a decent amount. They want to get Rager involved. I I feel like he's just losing favorability, and I'm not sure how good he was to begin with. Yeah, I, mean, I do I just, feel. I mean, it's entirely possible I'm wrong on that. So yeah, no, maybe. yeah. I mean, I mean, recent weeks he hasn't really done anything at all, and uh, it's like I, he had a nice like three game span, but uh, mm-hmm. outside of that, it's. I don't trust Carson to throw the ball anywhere anymore. Mm-hmm. So like to me, like with the Eagles, it's like I- I'm going to play Sanders, even though I'm not exactly super confident in that. Cause I don't know how many touches he's going to get, but yeah, I do Sanders receiving or like elsewhere. Like, I think even Ertz is like, he got taken off IR. I think he, he's practicing in limited fashion. Like I even like Goddard, like with Ertz coming back, I'm a little right. like skeptical of even playing them. Like Sanders is the only one I have a tiny bit of confidence in. Okay. Yeah. I, I could probably agree. Although I don't really have confidence in any of these guys, but I, if I have That's some fair. little That's bit of confidence, yeah. no, I totally, I totally get that. Um, all right. I, I'm going to move on to new England and the chargers. This is a one, uh, one, uh, one point or the line is one, whatever yeah. on this one. I've got the yeah. chargers, I think the chargers plus one. I'm, I'm not really buying into the, uh, Patriots defense, and I hate Cam Newton. He is such a bad quarterback. Holy shit. Um, 
I, I think if if you believe at all in Justin Herbert, you have to take the Chargers in this one. And I don't, I'm not really a big believer in Justin Herbert, but um, I just don't think the New England's defense is that good. Uh, and Keenan Allen's a star. He had a kind of a down game last week, I believe. Um, he had a few like bobbles that were not very good. Surprising to see from him. And I think they got to use Mike Williams more. But this is a good team. We're getting Eckler back too. Um, Joey Bosa is a monster on that defense and I don't really care about anyone else. Like I know Ingram was out last week, whatever. I don't care. Bosa had like two and a half sacks. He was a a force that game. If Chin didn't have those two touchdowns, I believe it's this week or last week. Yeah. Week 12. That was, it feels like such a long week, but Chin didn't have those two touchdowns. I feel like Bosa should have won defensive player of the week or whatever, or cause I think Chin did win, but I didn't check whatever. I'm just, uh, (laughs) I feel like I'm rambling now, but all right. I got the chargers. I got, I got LA plus one. Let's get back on track. Um, Jonah, what do you think? I'm right there with you. I think the Chargers, easy. I got them plus one. Um, I don't trust the Patriots offense at all. Um, It's funny, though, because last week I actually picked the Patriots to beat the Cardinals. That was like my upset of the week. Um, And I got that right. But like this week, I was like, yeah, no, I'm I'm done. Patriots like we're breaking up. No, no chance. I'm picking you like anymore. Um, (laughs) Chargers are like that team that I feel like a couple like swings here and there and they could be record wise a lot yeah. better of a team. Yeah. But the Patriots like despite I think like five and six or something. Yeah, like, yeah, I think they're five and six. That, yeah. Yeah, that that's I they're one of the worst five and six teams I've ever seen in my life. Um okay. don't trust right. don't trust their offense. Their defense, I think, like yes, they've played I guess a tiny bit better recently, but not enough for me to truly believe in them. I think the Chargers have enough weapons, especially with Eckler coming back and looking as good as he did out of the backfield. I think they're going to be able to win it fairly easily. Yeah, I think I think we're on the same same shit for that stuff for sure. Uh, Josh, what are you thinking? Exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm honestly surprised it's as close play. as it is because it's like uh, I get Patriots defense is playing a little bit better, but how are they going to compete against that offense? I mean, yeah, Bill Belichick's <laughs> thing is like taking out your number one threat. It's like, okay, so you take out Keenan Allen. How you gonna stop Mike Williams? How you gonna start uh, Hunter Henry? Uh, Eckler came back and Eckler. didn't look like he missed a step at all. And it's just like, yeah. what are you gonna do? That's just you can't stop all minimum four of those guys. And you know how often are, are we like looking at these games? You know, every week and we're like, oh yeah, Herbert just threw a touchdown. And it was like, wait, Parham? That that's who it was? And it's like, <laughs> so even then, it's just like you know, Guyton, yeah, yeah. So all those guys. The, I, I don't know how the Patriots will be able to keep up. Other than you know, taking advantage of that Chargers run defense just because of the injuries. You know, they, they have been, you know, worse than expected coming to the season. But, you know, you can only, you know, you know, blame so much for injuries and stuff. Uh, I do think the only thing the Patriots will, will be able to do is take advantage of that bad run game. And that's about it. That will make it, like, seem closer than what it actually is. I'm just taking the Chargers straight up 26-23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I take that too. I think the line is pretty weird, but I think it's maybe based off of, you know, the Patriots being a little, I think they've won two games in a row now. Um, the Chargers should have covered last week. If it wasn't for some bad play calling feels like Anthony Lynn, who I, I believe is the coach, right? Uh, I feel yeah. like people want him out. He feels like he's not been coaching well. I feel that's why they've lost a lot of games, but you're absolutely right. You know, things have been pretty close, which maybe is a reason for this line being plus one. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, imagine I, thinking that Herbert is worse than Taylor coming to the season. <laughs> dude i, I feel so bad. bad for tyrod i feel so <laughs> bad for tyrod though like uh i just yeah i mean but i agree with that too why wouldn't you start your guy when like it's literally tyrod 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 i don't fucking know how to say his name but yeah i mean it it, it i do i do pretty much agree with that I also but i also do think that the 
Um, offensive weapons there are really helping on Herbert. But I think that's for another longer podcast, maybe in the offseason, where I can discuss my hatred for Justin Herbert. But so I know I know Cam is a trash quarterback, and we all agree with that. But um, the guy that he's been throwing the most is Myers, right? I keep getting him and Bird confused. Um, I'm pretty sure it could be Myers, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I think he's a trustable wide receiver to take on the team. I love him. He's got a great, I, I want to say like catch radius, but I, I think that might be an inaccurate use of that term. But um, he's he's the guy in New England I think I want to start. Um, the only guy in New England I want to start besides Harris. Um, do you get? Do you guys still like him, even though we hate the quarterback? Yeah, it's just uh, the number one of a team is a number one, I guess. I mean, it's not exactly a lot, but he is the most targeted, you know, of the 15 attempts in the game. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on this one either. I think we got to start looking to wrap this stuff up and we got like three games to go. So let's do it. Yeah. We got four games to go. Excuse me. Uh, all right. I've got Denver versus Kansas city. Uh, I've got Kansas city uh, taking it straight up, but, and I maybe might switch on this. I'm thinking about it. Um, I've got plus 13 and a half and I've got Denver. It's a pretty big line. They should be getting Locke back. They should be getting their quarterbacks back, right? Um, and Denver yeah. seems to come alive right in the fourth quarter. This is an easy backdoor cover, possibly a division game again, too. Um, uh, I don't think Denver will be close in this game, but a backdoor cover 13 and a half points seems reasonable, right, Josh? <laughs> 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 Was that funny shit? Oh, guys, uh, I'm just questioning myself. I, I I feel stupid if I like be like, yeah, the Broncos are covering. It's like the the Chiefs obviously like low mountains. Like, well, I'm kind of dumb as shit for even thinking that the Broncos would even be close. But uh, I, I hate taking these, you know, kind of points. I'm taking the Chiefs with the points. Uh, <laughs> well, the Denver, Denver has a really good defense, too. I mean, you know, nothing really stops from Holmes. I mean, they're 9-1. They only lost to the Raiders, and that was a shootout. So, I mean, the, but the Denver has a very good defense. Callahan's playing great. They've got other very good pieces. Simmons is playing really well. Um, I, I, You know, I don't hate it. It's possible we can see some limited. You know, Mahomes is good, but he does throw some errant passes a decent amount, even though there's pretty amazing ones the next play. Right? Yeah, I'm kind of thinking, like, this season, I think a lot of people are kind of like... Uh a little worn out with the, the whole, like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs are amazing. Patrick Holmes is amazing thing. And they're kind of, like, sleeping on what exactly like, what the Chiefs are doing. And it kind of just seems like they're kind of, like, they don't have, like, a set game plan, you know. It's kind of just like uh, yeah. we saw from a couple weeks ago with the Bills. It was, like, a run-heavy scheme. And then we saw last week with the Bucks. It was like, okay, so the Bucks' weakness on the, the defense is obviously not the run game. It's uh, deep threats, right? And we saw nothing but Tyreek Hill – Almost break records, pretty much. And I, I kind of feel like we're just seeing, like, a thing of where the Chiefs are, like, looking at their teams and like, okay, what's the weakness right here? And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they'll be able to take advantage of the Broncos, you know, whatever it is, however they do it. And I just – I don't know how well Drew Locke is going to play. I just – I'm kind of off of Drew Locke, actually. I, I, I get that. I don't like Drew Locke either. I totally get that. I'm just banking on the defense and then whatever fourth quarter – I don't know, black magic they, yeah, they end up it's, doing, right? It's just like maybe <laughs> with that defense, if it was a mile high, but it's not. So True. That's true. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm just going to take the Chiefs to cover. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I, I get that uh, hesitation with the points. I, I totally do. It's a lot of points. I think the most we've seen this week, right? Yeah. Um, but Jonah, do you feel the same? Yeah, I actually don't feel as like nervous taking the Chiefs straight up with the points. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I just have a feeling this is one of those that, you know, 
Drew Locke should be back, but he's coming off the COVID list, you know, limited practice and all that. He's going to be, I think he's going to be a little rusty. Um, and I just think the Broncos, like, I do think their defense is playing uh, well, um, especially considering like all the injuries they had, especially early in the year. I think they've, you know, stepped up and they're playing reasonably well, but I think the chiefs are going to be able to score a decent amount of points. I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to go for 13 268 or whatever the heck he did last week. But, um, I think Tyreek Hill, Kelsey are going to be able to do some stuff. Um, I'm interested to see what happens if they want to like run the ball at all. Cause CEH is, I think questionable. He was like downgraded recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but as I've told Josh, they don't like to run the ball anyways. It's like <laughs> they, they'd be like leading by 21. And most teams are like, okay, we're going to run the ball, kill the clock. And they're like, now nah, we're going to throw 45 times. Um, so I've actually got the chiefs winning by uh, a score of 34 to 17. So I think they win fairly big um, despite it being a divisional game. I just think the chiefs have so much firepower. they will be able to do it. I forgot yeah. that that was the game that we had the same exact score on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Damn, guys. All right, you guys really are in sync. That, that's dope. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm a little... I don't know. I, I really... Do you guys... Do you, do you think the Broncos' defense is really good? Like a top five defense or a top ten defense? That's my first line of questioning. More towards ten than yeah. five. Okay. Do you think that um, Kansas City is a good defense? I think their defense is situationally good. And what I mean by that is <laughs> yeah. when, when they're playing with a lead... I think they're good. If they're in a game where it's close, I don't like them. So they're kind of like to me. And just because of me being the Falcons fan, I remember it back in the Falcons, like 2016 glory year when they went to the Super Bowl, was the Falcons defense good? No, but because their offense was so good and they had a lead, they could play with a lead very well. So that's kind of what I think of the chiefs. I think they've got good playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, but as a unit, I think when they have a lead, I think they know how to play with one when they don't have a lead or they're losing, then it's kind of like the Raiders and they give up some big plays and, you know, you see that type of thing. But because they've been playing with a lead so much, they have been able to do reasonably well. So overall, I think they're an average defense, but if you want to get to them, you got to keep the game close and you got to limit Mahomes as much as possible. Interesting. I, I like that point about Kansas City's defense compared to like Atlanta's defense and stuff like that. I, I think that's interesting because I've often wondered why Kansas City's defense plays as well as it does sometimes, not all the times, but I think that's an interesting point um, to think about. Um, th- that is that is very interesting. Um, I, yeah, God, sorry. Someone wants to say something? I, I, I think that's more of the, like, the deal with, like, well, maybe the questionable, like, defense is, like, we can question the talent and stuff, but whenever you have, like, that potent of an offense and you put up points, like, left or right, you kind of force teams to be one-dimensional and be like, well, we obviously, you know, have to pass more and play catch-up. So whenever you force a team to, like, pass pretty much every play, I mean, uh, you you might, you know, risk, you know, giving up points, but you have a higher risk of interceptions. Uh, they, won't, they won't be able to waste any clock because they're passing it. And if there's mm-hmm. any incompletions, then, you know, you're not wasting any time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's why I think what Jonah put it says is that it's situationally. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Um, in terms of like fantasy for this stuff, um, I don't think Lindsay is slated to play this week. So Melvin Gordon's a really good start. I like that. Um, I don't really like Locke, but I, I I feel like I don't know that this could be this could be an interesting game for any of the receivers. But I think they've also I think you kind of know where they are. Like Hamler had a bunch of targets two weeks in a row. Kind of went down after that. He is 
you know, pretty big boomer bust guy, I think. Um, and then I obviously, uh, I mean, I love Jerry Judy. I think he's getting better and better every week. So I think he's like a fine star, but I'm not sure if there's any questions here. If I guess if, you know, you said that uh, CH was downgraded. If CH is out, are we just rolling high with uh, with Le'Veon Bell? And this is the reason they got him? Um, nope. And, and, no. no. Okay. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Shut down. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but no. So why, why don't? Why do you guys? Uh, why do you guys think? You know, do you think there's another guy who could take over there, or do you think they just won't, won't run the ball? Which I can I, believe. I I don't think they're gonna run the ball enough. I mean, it's like just with the way they run their offense. Like the only reason. Well, for me, I only have CH in one league, and the only reason I'm starting him is because all my other running backs got hurt. So <laughs> I'm forced to, but there's like a slim chance that like, okay, maybe he'll like the first drive get a touchdown, or maybe he'll use in the receiving game a little bit. But it's so limited that because CEH has been there the whole year and knows the game plan, he's got the most upside. If he was out, I'm not trusting any running back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, uh, Josh, do you agree? Yeah, perfectly agree. Okay, perfect. Let's move on. Sounds good. I'm into it. I actually it. <laughs> wanted to ask you something about the oh, whole like quarterback thing. You said Drew Locke, uh, you would consider starting him? Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't like him. No, okay, cool. Right, yeah, no, I don't like Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. We're on. The, I think we're on the same wavelength for him for sure. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. But I mean, there is fourth quarter shenanigans. But I'm still not starting him. Uh, no way. All right, let's move on to Washington versus Pittsburgh. I've got Pittsburgh in this one. Um, I think I'm taking Washington plus eight. Uh, I don't. I think, I think Pittsburgh has a very good defensive line. They did, it looks like, lose Bud Dupree for the season, right? I think he has an ACL injury, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. pretty shit. Um, and he was a good part of that defensive line. Although I think he might be the fourth best pass, uh, or fourth, fourth best uh, guy on that line. So not like the worst loss in the world, but I still, I really don't think that Pittsburgh's secondary is that good. I think Mink is the best one there, and he hasn't been really been having that good of a year. Big Ben is not very good. Um, he has very good receivers. But Washington has a very good defense, a, a very good defense against uh, wide receivers. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Um, I, I love their cornerbacks uh, on that. And they've got the second best defensive line in football um, next to Pittsburgh. Right. So I think eight points is a little bit too much to give. I like Alex Smith as a quarterback. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Terry if Alex Smith has a good amount of time because I don't like their cornerbacks. Um and, you know, Washington isn't a terrible team. And Pittsburgh might be one of the worst undefeated teams this late in the season that I've seen in a while. So I think I'm on Washington <laughs> with the points. Um, I have Jonah next. Jonah, hit me. I'm honestly with you. Um, I'm taking the Steelers to win it, but I'm definitely taking Washington with the points. Um, this is one of those games. Uh, and like looking at the Steelers, like I just feel like there's like five or six games that like they could have lost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. They're winning the games. Yes. Yeah. Tomlin but, gets credit to all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, Tomlin definitely one of the more, I think he's one of the more underrated coaches in the league. Honestly, I don't yeah. think he gets enough credit. Yeah. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's just been so successful in his tenure with the Steelers. So a lot of props to him, but like Washington, like, I mean, right now they're in the prime of the, uh, NFC East, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of being able to win that division. And they're a team that's got, some deep, uh, nice defensive pieces, especially on the defensive line. They can rush the passer. And, you know, with Alex Smith, if he's got time and he doesn't, you know, throw a bunch of picks, if he gets to the McLaurin and gets it to Thomas and, you know, maybe McKissick at the backfield and if Antonio Gibson oh, can yeah. build off what he's mm-hmm. been able to do, then they could honestly shock some people. And this this is the game where, to me, the Steelers can't sleepwalk. And I'm, I have mm-hmm. a feeling they could sleepwalk in this game and just think, ah, oh, it's Washington and, and lose. <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. But I do think the Steelers do come out with it. I think more weapons 
And I think they're just going to be able to outscore. I, I trust the, the Steelers offense more than I do the Washington offense right now. And I think mm-hmm. just because of the weapons that um, the Steelers have. So I have them edging it out, but I'm definitely taking Washington with the points. I think they can keep it close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree there. Before we get to Josh, I just want to say like eight points um, for the Steelers. I mean, I'm just looking at their their um, like schedule and stuff. They beat the Broncos by five. They beat the Texans by seven. They beat the Eagles by nine. They only beat the t- Titans by three. They beat the Baltimore the first time by four. They beat the Cowboys by five. And they killed the Bengals, killed the Jaguars. And they lost to the Bengals. Or they beat the Bengals. You know, I'm sorry, the Ravens that we saw on Thursday with like a pretty practice squad team-esque um, by five points. Like this team it doesn't really, I don't think covers with eight points. I think Washington's a pretty good team compared to the last like five or four teams they've even played. So um, I, I just feel like that eight points is, is, is pretty good, especially if we look at like the recency stuff. Um, but yeah, um, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I'm feeling the exact same way. Like Steelers, I think they're better just about everywhere else. You know, I think we could like question, you know, whether or not Washington's defense is like a little bit better. Um, but there's, there's just too many. It's kind of like that uh, Chargers Patriots thing. It's just like there's just too many weapons, too many options for them. A uh, big problem that we saw from the Wednesday game was that uh, it had been snowing, you know, previously, and you know, weather things happen. And there was just mm-hmm. drops left and right, which is uncharacteristic right. of what we've seen from Pittsburgh this season. Even with the, the whole like scheduling thing and people questioning whether or not Big Ben's actually good or not, that game this Wednesday was not Big Ben's fault. It was because they just dropped it so much. That game should have honestly been a 30-plus point game for the Steelers with all those drops that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think they, they're able to like come down the ball more, but the Washington defense is really good. That being said, the whole like – Scheduling conflicts and maybe the Steelers maybe do a little sleepwalking thing. Washington is a good team. I don't think they would win this, but I do think they covered the eight points. That's really it. <laughs> okay, I, I get that. Which which receiver do you like going forward, like rest of the year? Which one, which one's your guy? Deontay Chase or uh, or Juju? Deontay. Deontay. Okay. Yeah, is there, I, just, yeah. I gotta go with the the hyper targets. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that. I he's got big play explosiveness too. I think that's pretty accurate. Um, he's, like he's probably one thing to be targeted like seven, eight times a game, but there's another to average like almost ten plus a game. That that's just insane. Is that what is he averaging that? Yeah, something like huh. that. Yeah, no, I, I know it's pretty high, but yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, Jonah, what do you think? Who's your who's your guy? <sighs> it's well, it's funny because in none of my leagues do I have any of them. So that's I have Deontay in a few, but uh, yeah, I got that. Yeah, I don't have Juju anywhere. Um, I am probably it's close. I got close. The, yeah, it definitely. Is I'll probably go Deon. I'll probably go Deontay. Um, mm-hmm. I like how Claypool has been used. Um, like in terms of target wise, uh, and his you know his big playability. But I think in terms of consistently getting a bunch of targets, I'll probably go Deontay because that's usually the way I'll roll is who's getting the most targets. Um. So yeah, probably Johnson. A very good way to close. roll. I think it's a good way to roll. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I I think Juju's my second though. I don't know if that's surprising or not. Probably is. I I like Claypool. Um. I think he's a little bit uh, not overrated or anything like that. I I think he's good, but I I mean they're all pretty close, right? So it, it is what it mm. is. Um. But he he's my third one. I think right now. Um. Let's I just check. Yeah. And Dante is averaging nine point four targets per Damn. game with ninety four yards. But he was he came out as an injury a couple weeks ago. So yeah, if you look at the last six weeks, yeah, it's been fifteen, 
three that game he was injured. 10, mm-hmm. 11, 16, 13. So, uh, yeah, oh, I think God. it's easy to say that it's around 10 targets a game. Well, I will, also, I will also say, you know, if, if we exclude Houston and Philadelphia, which were two games that he did leave because of injury as well. He's left three games this year because of injury because, I don't know, whatever like that. We, we're seeing 10, 13, 15, 10, 11, 16, 13 in all those games we didn't Absolutely leave early. Insane. So that's it's pretty insane. Like, yeah, you can look at, like, the offensive snaps and stuff like that. For the before, he only had 24 and 8 in those games. Like, yeah, he just, like, uh, he's getting insane targets. I think he's just open a lot. He's He's a playmaker. Um, so I, I, I guess that makes sense. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Let's go to Buffalo and San Francisco. This one is really tough, and I wish Vegas wasn't so on this one with only the one point being the spread. I, and I was I was not a big San Francisco believer in the middle of the season because they were injured a lot, and, you know, I just I thought they were, like, super old hangover and not very good. But, man, the San Francisco defense has been playing pretty good. You know, they got Sherman back. They got they, – Verrett's been playing really well. Um I think Kinlaw's been good too, and I mean, Eric Armstead's been fine as well. I don't think I still don't think he's worth a contract, but whatever. Um, but man, and in the offenses, you know, it's it's just my boy. Who I don't know how you guys feel about uh, Shanahan, but I love him. Um, you know, as as Atlanta fans, but um, yeah, I mean, I love him <laughs> and I love the offense. Um, I, I really do. So this is tough for me. I've got Buffalo, and then I've got Buffalo minus one. But man, if you can give me some good arguments on San Francisco, I might just have to come and join you guys. Josh, you go first. Oh, shit. This is actually uh, both of uh, mine and Jonah's like upset of the week is the 49ers. I don't hate uh, it. Convince me. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Let's talk. Let's like, go. Look, the 49ers are like that that team that perfectly goes against the Bills, especially with uh, their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the run defense is not good. And the thing that the 49ers specialize in is not just like a great run game, but like a great run game that like, you know, does like unique schemes and stuff and, you know, a lot of trickery. And Ayuka's coming back. We saw Debo was hyper-targeted yes. last week. So I, I do think the Bills are, like, overall technically the better team. And they'll obviously be in the playoffs and everything. But it's kind of like – this is more of like a matchup thing with me. I think the 49ers are the perfect team to go against the Bills, uh, control the ball more, take advantage of that bad run defense. And they got Mostert back. Uh, he did split last week with Jeff Wilson. I think mm-hmm. he gets more, you know, yes. coming back from injury. And – I honestly think the whole John Brown thing being out is a, is a big issue, and I, I can't trust the Bills' offense without Brown. But it's, it kind of seems like whenever Brown is in, you know, that gives you know a little more room for uh, Stephon Diggs to go around. I, and I love Diggs this season. It's been a great trade, a great a great acquisition, and all. But John Brown was someone that could not be ignored. I mean. It was he did quietly have a thousand yard season last year, and w- whenever you decide to hang around Diggs more, it's clear that Josh Allen is like, "Oh, you're on Diggs. Okay, John Brown's open. I know that," and he goes towards him. And I think that's a big detriment to this offense. So that's mainly why I had the four nine upsetting in this one. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with you. I think also Kobe Cole Beasley is definitely a, a factor too. I I, I love Cole yes. with with this guy, huge fan. I also will say, watch every Bills game this year. I, I swear, every time the ball is thrown to Diggs, the defender's like 15 yards away. Like, this guy is getting so it's much insane. separation. It's fucking insane. And he is literally, I think, the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. This season, he's he's had the best season of any wide receiver in the NFL this season. I'm convinced of it. Just uh, Maybe I'm just a, a sucker, and I just fucking, um, I, I simp for fucking uh, um, separation. <laughs> but, like, man, he just does it, and it's insane. He's making Josh Allen's life so easy. It's crazy. He's just been so good. But I like those those arguments. Those are decent arguments. Let's see if, let's see if um, uh, Jonah can bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, it's completely in terms of how the 49ers run their offense compared to how the Bills are defensively. Mm-hmm. And we see, you know, we saw it last week with the running backs. They, you know, divvied up the carries between the two running backs who there's so many injured names. Um, I think yeah. most of the other 49er running back, I can't remember his name, um, but, you know, it's they did Coleman, a good job. Right? And then obviously, yeah, not Coleman. Jeff Coleman. So that Jeff Wilson. Jay, I, Wilson, Wilson. That's, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got like six freaking running backs. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but one of those depots. All them, and then Ayuk <laughs> a little bit too. Yeah. And then Samuel and Ayuk on the outside. One of those guys that you just get it. Very good on run after. The Bills want to achieve. Defense letting White um, cover their and be more of a man-to-man cover corner on that type of guy. But that's not, you know, you're not going to really see Ayuk streaking down a sideline, like doing deep routes. Like Mullins isn't going to throw those. They're going to throw and get it in the playmaker's hands or give it to him in a handoff or whatever and make a move. And as much as Shanahan irritated me because now he's deciding to run the ball and he didn't do it during the Super Bowl, um, he is very smart. He, you know, in terms of the formations and the schemes, it works very well. And like like Josh said, I think just given the matchup, I really like the 49ers in this one. I like them being able to hold and control the ball, actually how their defense has been playing. I think they're going to be able to limit Josh Allen, maybe force him to a turnover, do what I think they need and really any team to beat the Bills is make sure they can't run the ball with Singletary or Moss or whoever they choose. Make them one-dimensional, and then I think that plays right in their hands. So I've also got the 49ers. I think if they can just do the game plan, basically what they did last week, control the ball, run run the ball, get into the Samuel Luke, and I think they can win this game just with that that diversity against the Bills defense. Yeah, okay. Um, Do you you guys think the Bills defense has been playing better as of late? Because I think that's originally why I had picked that, because I was thinking, like, all right, do I like Buffalo's offense better? Yes, and do I like which defense do I like better? And I kind of feel like I'm a little bit on Buffalo. Um, I maybe just maybe just the difference between the Bills offense and the San Francisco offense, and the difference between the Buffalo defense and the San Francisco offense. You know, it's 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 more of a a bigger gap for San Fran, I think. So I think that's initially why not. But I like those arguments. I think if this line gets any bigger, I might have to hop on San Francisco, and maybe I'll just take them straight up. I, I think I could very easily do that. Um, let's just let's just. Fuck this for fantasy-wise. Who cares? Um, let's go to Dallas and Baltimore because uh, I want to do the last game and I want to get us out of here at about two hours. And it's pretty good. Um, all right. So I've got Baltimore uh, straight up. I, I don't know if Lamar's playing. I like just Googled it real quick. We're not sure. Um, so the line is seven, but I think it's something that will very easy, minus seven for Baltimore. I think a line could very easily change depending on, you know, Lamar and all that stuff. So we'll know by like Sunday, right? But I'm taking Baltimore straight up. I'll take Baltimore minus seven. Um, I don't really know if we need to discuss the line too much, but just just talk to me about the game. Jonah, I think, yeah, you're starting first. What do you think? Well, is he not here? I think Uh-oh. he's having a little bit of connection issues. You wanna, why don't we just go, Josh, and then when he comes back, we'll, we'll get him in. Yeah, this is honestly like one of those ones where I was like, I don't even know if Lamar's playing or not, but I just right. I feel like the Ravens' defense is just too much for Dallas, and uh, that's really what it came down to. Um, and even if Lamar wasn't playing, they still have Gus Edwards. I uh, get he had a bad game against the Steelers and all, but the Steelers' one run defense is you know legit. Uh, it kind of seems like the the anomaly of 
the Ravens run game in that first game. It was kind of just like a one-time thing, but uh, Gus Edwards should be able to get right for game for him. We'll even see some more J.K. Dobbins in. Um, that's really all I have here. I mean, just the Cowboys down and out. I don't think they'll be able to do anything against this Ravens defense, and it doesn't really matter what the Ravens offense have going for them. Edwards, Dobbins should be able to get it done. Yeah, I I feel like there also isn't much to talk about this one here. Dallas, you know, for for, for they have they have you know good players. I think the defense is not terrible, at least on paper, um, as long as they're not hurt. But yeah, I mean, this is a Baltimore team that is going to get healthy. I think I think they should be getting back Calais Campbell. I know that Jimmy Smith left that game. I haven't checked on his status, but he's an important player to consider. But I mean, especially because Baltimore is three deep cornerbacks, very good, and Dallas is three mm-hmm. deep wide receivers. Well, maybe two and a half deep, uh, good wide receivers. So um, I, I think that would be good if Baltimore's healthy. I, I don't really see Dallas winning this game, right? There, there's yeah, no way, right? Like the, the point total is like it's like seven. If like it just stays at seven, I'm like, oh god. Yeah. I really hope Lamar's back because that would easually cover it. But <laughs> well, yeah, if, if Lamar isn't back though, what do you think? I'm kind of just I'm buying it. I'm taking the points. Um, I'll I'll take Ravens. Yeah, I'll go with you there too. Um, Jonah, are you back? I'm not hearing him. Are you hearing him? I think I, I am. Oh, there he is. Oh, we got you a little bit. Oh. And it's gone. And we got. <laughs> we lost him. <laughs> oh. I'm here. I'm getting a little bit through. Um, yeah, uh, all right, I'm not really sure what we should what we should do on that because I think we're done here. Um, maybe Josh, you just want to close it out and just plug your guys' stuff. All right, cool. Well, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at JJ Talks Pod. Are Show you guys on Instagram? On Apple, uh, yeah. Do I, follow, do I follow you guys on Instagram? All right, I gotta do oh, that. Oh no, actually no, I don't think so. I gotta do that. Okay. All right, sorry, hit, uh, hit, hit it up, hit us up again. But yeah, at JJ Talks Pod, Instagram, Twitter, show is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Totally. Um, and I, 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 I do really like, I really appreciate you guys coming on. This is really, really I love our conversations. We got a two-hour conversation about this, about this week, which is amazing. Um, I, I really recommend everyone listen to the podcast. I try and catch as much as I can, and it's, it's pretty good. Now they got an Instagram, so I'm 100% following that right now, uh, which is dope um but yeah i i really appreciate you guys coming on um give give jonah my best because i can't hear him but uh yeah i appreciate it guys and no problem now we love have like coming on and having you on it's honestly fantastic anytime i i I really do appreciate that guys you guys have helped me out in some tough situations too right people leaving so i i really appreciate it uh i feel you man like every time like you get like hit someone up and it's like uh all right i mean i want to say you know we're good to go but then you come you know game time ready to record and it's like and no one's responding or they're just straight up ignoring you and it's like okay cool got it (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely all right um this is a good episode i'll talk to you guys soon peace that's it for this episode of the bacon game sports pod be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and follow jesse on twitter at e-s-s-e-j-t-h-e-s-l